Hi, how are you? I'm good. Shaking um, out the cobwebs? Yeah, man. I, I last week, you were sick. I, yeah. This, my sleep schedule has been so messed up. I've also been working a lot. I mean, maybe that's Yeah. I, I I like my new schedule because I get like three days off a week because I work like mad doubles. Yeah, you do a bunch of doubles on do work. So I get like all this time off and it's like actually kind of nice to be well, well rested. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sick anymore, which is fantastic. Uh, I think the roles are slightly reversed this yeah, week. Yeah, I got, I got, my, my throat's a little scratchy. I just, uh, I think I sang too much, was talking too much last night. And He's drinking tea. I'm smashing uh, bu- uh, beers yeah, on, we're, this, on this we're show. On the, yeah, we're doing a duck dive, guys. Mm-hmm. So if you don't know what that is, uh, well, I mean, a duck dive is an actual real thing, but it's uh, kind of a thing that Fish right. kind of coined, where we would in, dive deep into movies, but then I kind of I had an idea of uh, asking questions to our Patreon members. Yeah. Of like you know what what questions would you want to answer in our yeah. for us to answer and so we have uh we got they we gave got, us quite a few they got us, and they're gonna be very different you know so yeah. I think uh, I thought like right off the bat like two or three of them were just firing away with uh, yeah, questions as soon as you made the post I think yeah the minute I made the post most of the questions were already there and boom and we got a a pretty decent uh, list of the questions I really had to think of some I didn't have to think so hard on I had to think of a few <laughs> excuse uh, you man pardon that me damn beer you drinking. I pounded one right before we started. So well, I'm trying to get the uh, half one. get my energy up. By the way, get we have energy. a we have a we have a sponsor. Uh, yeah, who's who's our sponsor? Our sponsor is the lovely folks over at Copper Fox Tattoo Company in Kissimmee, Florida. You can find them at 5463 West Earl Bronson Memorial Highway in Kissimmee. That's out in the Old Town area. Uh, you can also reach them every day. Uh, they're open from 11 a.m. till 8 p.m. and uh, you can. Contact them at 407-397-9938 for any consultation. Nice. And uh, that's actually, uh, you. if you've been a, a long-time listener um, from our cast, if you remember our Turbo Kid episode, we had a uh, Fish's buddy Barrel yeah. was on, and uh, that's his company. Gina Couch and, uh, and Barrel Bongsu Landskrunner with uh, Mikey Fat Fingers over at uh, Copper Fox Tattoo Company. <laughs> Mikey Fat Fingers. Mikey Fat Fingers, bro. Hey, you, you want a tattoo? Go down to Mikey yeah, Fat he's, Fingers. <laughs> he's yeah. got their fat fingers, bro. Yeah, it makes the tattoo gun look real small. <laughs> machine, please. <A> machine. Oh. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, okay. Duck Dive is uh, uh, just going to be a bunch of uh, questions, and me and Josh. Did you, well, real quick, did you watch anything recently? I did. What did I watch? Oh, I think I, I dove into the vault of uh, uh, Disney+. Plus. You know, I, I started watching The Simpsons from season one, episode one. You're crazy, man. No way, man. That's so long. I forgot how much of that I do remember. You know, oh, from a kid and stuff? From being a kid. I was like, oh, shit, I remember seeing this I, episode. And I, I think like I, I had a Simpsons tape, like a cassette. Was it? It had like, like the a, monorail song on it and like the Dr. Sayers song. Dr. Sayers. Oh, a musical? Yeah, tape? like a musical tape. It had like a bunch of Simpsons songs on it. Oh, hell oh, the hell I, I had it. at all. Yeah. Was it like the barbershop quartet shit, too? It, it uh, just was a collective. Maybe on board. Yeah. This is fun. Uh, what else did I watch? I watched Bed Knobs and Broomsticks, which is fantastic. It's a great film. I have that on Blu-ray. Yeah. I love that movie. That is a great movie. And I, I remember watching that quite a bit as a, as a very young oh, yeah. child. Um, but I hadn't revisited it in probably well over 20 years. It still years. holds up. It's still great. Yeah, yeah it's still it's, fantastic. It's still a fun movie. My, 
I was babysitting my uh, niece and nephew, and you know, they're like, oh, let's watch a movie. And I'm like, all right, I'll pick four movies, and you guys can choose one. So, of course, I'm going to pick four movies I want to yeah, watch. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it'll, it'll feel like the like illusion they, yeah. of choice for and them. And they chose they uh, <laughs> Bedknobs and Broomsticks, which okay, it's great. a pretty long movie. So they were like, they got yeah, upset because yeah. I was like, it's time for bed. They're like, but we I'm gonna see the end. Well, my, my nephew's like, can we just skip to the end of it? And I was like, no, you can't do that with a movie, no, man. No. You got to watch it all the way through. So I was trying to teach him, like, you know, you can pause it and come back in the morning. Or they had the Island of Boom Boo part. Oh, that's the best, yeah. Yeah, no, no peopling allowed. <laughs> no peopling allowed. <laughs> That's ridiculous. I got something. I got something. Yeah. It's a big one. I, I forgot about the musical numbers too. I was like, this is like a quasi musical. I, I used to. I, I've always wanted it to go uh, be on stage. Uh-huh. And uh, I guess someone in Chicago actually did a show. I don't know how well it went, but they did a bed knobs and broomsticks. Like that's awesome. I was like, that would be so cool. Make the bed fly because I mean they do it. In the Chitty Chitty Bang Bang has their own stage musical, really? and the fucking thing flies over your head. And no yeah, shit, yeah, man. it's so expensive. I bet. I mean, the Mary Poppins a musical like Bert dances fucking upside down on the proscenium arch and shit. Huh. I remember that. Well, let's do one of our questions. Okay. Yeah. Let's. Uh, uh, I think, wait, uh, did what'd you watch this week? Oh man, I have, be one sided here. I've been kind of. I don't think I watched any movies this week. I've just been no. TVing it up. I finished yeah. binge watched Brooklyn Nine Nine. Still doing the mentalist okay. thing and just like same stuff from last yeah, week. It's mostly just like couch, just shit. I can just lay down and be like, yeah, and just, I've been kind of lazy this week. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, so we had a lot of uh, a lot of really great questions, and I think the first one, I think we might spend a lot of time. I'm not sure because I was I was really going down a rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. The, the, and I do want to say, like, I wrote down some of this stuff, and mm-hmm. you know, tomorrow I could relook at this list, and it, my answers would change. Yeah, I mean, it's easily. just hard. It, it's it's like asking someone, like, what is your favorite film? I and know, it's like you can't answer that question. What I did with <laughs> these questions is, I I have a definitive answer. Mm-hmm. I guess just, at least for the sake of this episode and this question, because um, my tastes change. You know, my my ideas of what constitutes as the best of any particular category could change uh, with a brand new movie. But I did write down a bunch of other good remakes. Uh, oh, since this is our question, best remake. Yeah, best ever. remake. Um, I wrote down a lot of really good ones that I know are generally accepted, universally accepted, like really good remakes. And then I also have my personal favorites uh, yeah. thrown in there as well, just for the sake of the conversation. Oh, I was wondering what this was. Wow, you wrote down a bunch of them. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You want to go through your list? Uh, well, yeah. Uh, do you my, want to just my, say your favorite right off, right off rip? And then I, I mean, I, I, I wrote down one because I, I, okay. I was like, you know, I could do a bunch. And, and I think it's one people don't think of and maybe people don't realize. But Ocean's right. Eleven yes. was a remake. Yeah. Because you know, yeah, yeah, the yeah. original was, was with the Rat Pack. The Rat, the rat, yeah. rat Pack, not the Brat Pack. Not the Brat Pack. <laughs> the Rat Pack from 1960. And I own both. And I think you can watch the original one on Netflix. I think the 1960s think on one there. is on there. Oh, wait, the 60s one? I think, I think the oh. 60s one's on there also. <clears throat> I've never seen that one. The 60s, It's just bad. It's yeah. just the original. I mean, I guess when it came out, it was good. But watching it, you're like, there are a bunch of like superstars just phoning it in. Pretty much. I mean, yeah. I think at one point you just Dean Martin sings two songs in a lounge, and it's like <laughs> you're like, as what I do. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess what people want to go see. So I, I thought that was a. It might not be the best remake, but it was one that came to mind off the top of my head. I was just like, that's it, no, a, it was a great remake. It's a great remake. You know? It spawned a, a whole new damn series, which I think is a good sign if your movie. That's what move you know studios want anymore is yeah. a franchise builder. So that did that. Uh, did you see Ocean's Eight? Uh, I did. How'd you feel about that one? It was alright. It was alright. I only the, saw the first three. The story was. Uh, I, think, I think I watched it. On Gas a, was good. I think I watched it on a plane. Oh man, it wasn't bad. It was just kind of. What's up? I lost my pen. Oh, uh, open the drawer. <laughs> Bam! 
Should there's be a bunch of pins. A in bunch there. of fucking pins. Okay, there's, cool. All right, excellent, excellent. Oh yeah, all right. So, so yeah, that's mine. All right. Now, did you did you watch all the the sequels too? Did you like those I've, or? Oh, the web from like twelve and thirteen and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought they were all great. Like uh, the one with the... twelve, I think, is the one I haven't seen the most. Maybe because it just wasn't on TV. Is that the a one lot. with Pacino? No, that was thirteen. Twelve's the one where they're like uh, that one was. The, kinda, that's the one where they're yeah. in France. Okay. Yeah, and they're like trying to steal the egg and stuff. It was just kind of. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Then they. Yeah, that's right. They're, like they run into like doppelgangers of themselves because they aren't Julia Roberts and Bruce Willis. Yeah, no, exactly. And yeah. then, but she looks like Julia Roberts. Is that how that went? Yeah, that was. The, it was I, a weird kind yeah, of thing. It's real meta. I own them all. I'm in there. I was just writing down another. Uh, it got me thinking about other actresses who were on screen crushes and for the future. Oh, I, I, I've got yeah, I've got I've got just one, one for that. All right, if I had to pick my favorite remake of all time, yeah, I, I might get some groans and some eye rolls because it's going to be kind of an obvious pick, but it's the thing. Yeah, nineteen eighty two. I believe that was when it came out. 82? Uh, 82 or 80. John Carpenter's The Thing because it was a 1950s movie. I, I don't think I've, I've never seen the original. Uh, it was a 1950s movie based on... 82. A, on right. a, okay, cool. So it's a remake of a movie from the 50s that is, is far superior, but the movie, the first movie was also adapted from a book or a novella or a short story called Who Goes There? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's like a remake of a adapta- uh, adaptation of a... And then there was a fucking uh, prequel slash remake, like The Thing, also titled The Thing. It came out like a couple years ago. I always wondered why, why, re- why give the movie a same title? Well, it, it was. It felt like it was the same damn movie because I watched the remake and it was pretty much. I mean, yeah, but it was also a prequel uh, to the, the this one from '82 because it sets up the events that lead the the dog being chased by the helicopter okay. at the beginning to. To that the movie, yeah, uh, and that's that you see. I, I saw the pre the, the the I guess the remake or prequel, I guess or whatever. I, yeah. I saw it once, and I was. Just I did like, too. And you know what? The really, graphics were better. That was it. You don't have like they, kind of a claymationy they stomach thing, but they they were they, they they opted for CGI for a lot of the transformation stuff. Yeah, the monsters. When they stuff. actually had working practical effects, like initially, and then the studio was like, "Nah, do fucking CGI," because we you know you know that's what. Whatever I don't even know, and it, it could have been a whole lot better than it was, but because of the bad CG, it, it just takes you out of it. What uh, what other ones did you have? Other uh, great <coughs> remakes: um, True Grit by the Crowen Brothers. Yeah, I saw that in theaters with my dad. Uh, he's a big John Wayne fan, and, yeah. And we we went to go see the the remake, and he's like, "It's more like the book," is what he said. Okay, so that's that's what I'm hoping for out of the Dune remake. Uh, which I don't even really like to call a remake. I think it's more of a readaptation. Yeah, it's just it's not even a reboot. Reinvent, reinvent. It's, it's, it's yeah, it's yeah. coming straight from the source material again, as if those other properties didn't exist. <laughs> I thought that was salt on the table for oh, a second. Yeah, yeah don't don't eat the. Um, okay, so then also uh, the fly, David Cronenberg, is a is a great remake. Cape Fear, um, the, technically the Wizard of Oz is also a remake. Did you know that? Technically. Yes, and it's a little bit different, but well, there was a silent film version. Yes, and there was a, like a, a like a stage version, and then another movie. So it's been readapted multiple times. Well, I mean, times. it's it's a musical. So <laughs> right, I mean, yeah, technically, yeah. <laughs> Again, here, <laughs> uh, there's a lot, lot, lot of horror remakes. Oh, of course, like too many innumerable, and a lot of them were shit. However, there were a couple standouts: Dawn of the Dead, 2004 by Zack Snyder, uh, is probably one of my favorite zombie movies. I know I've mentioned that before. Mm-hmm. Alexandra Aja did uh, the Hills Have Eyes remake. I saw that. Which was also wonderful. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, 
Let's see. And a couple, a couple of other obscure ones. A House on Haunted Hill. Remember that one from '99? Jeffrey Rush just playing the part of like Vincent Price. I, I got a soft spot for that one. It still wasn't like much better than the OG, but it was. Uh, it's just one of those movies you watch with your friends like 20 years ago. That was awesome. <laughs> um, Suspiria was also just remade, and that was a wild. I, remember, wild I don't movie. even know what that is. Uh, Dario Argento, the Italian auteur. Who did a lot of horror classics in the 1970s. Horror, yeah. See, like, that's, where you, that's where you beat me is in this horror <laughs> well, genre. I don't, I don't think about it as being beaten. Just, no, it's, it's uh, you know a little bit, you know a lot more about that than I did. Well, I, this, the sort of stuff he would commit to celluloid is like fucking incredible. That's why I like genre <laughs> movies because there's a lot you can do with it. Not just in terms of like storytelling, but like how the effects can be used to, you know, tell a story and be very effective in that regard. You know, the visual Sort of like searing in your brain of of, uh, of certain things that you just can't unsee. Like for your first time seeing Scarface, which is also a remake technically, the shower scene with the chainsaw. Yeah, you know I saw that way too early. <laughs> Wasn't that Brian De Palma? Uh, I, I, I can't even remember the last time I saw. Scarface. I just watched The Phantom of the Paradise, which we definitely need to talk about like one day. But uh, okay, anyway, I'm moving on. Uh, <laughs> um, Evil Dead. I thought it was a wonderful remake, even though if it was gratuitous. Are you talking about the newest one that came yeah, out? Yeah, I didn't like see it. Four or five years, five or six years ago, actually. It's been that long already. So I think it was thirteen, actually. Yeah, it's been a while. Seven years, maybe. You gonna do a little research? Yeah, as you you're want. doing your last movie there. Uh, let's see the nineteen eighty version remake of of the Blob. I, I'm a big fan of. Uh, funny Games. Did you ever see Funny Games? It was a, I think it was a German foreign film or French. I, I forget, but it's about these like rich uh, dudes that like stumble across this other like rich family's home, and they're, they're wearing like the white, you know, knit sweaters, and they look like they're they're out yachting and shit. It's like the it's like up it's like the, the, the Kennedy, yeah, yeah, like Cape Cod type, yeah, of, all yeah. that, and and they just like start terrorizing this family. And there was an American remake version of it with Michael Pitt and uh, Naomi Watts, Tim Roth, and both versions are really good. They're almost shot for shot remake but somehow they both managed to be really really good on their own mm -hmm. um so i definitely recommend anyone see those two because those are uh it's technically a remake there's an american version and then the the original version you were uh, right on evil dead 2013 was i okay yeah. fantastic and then uh i know a lot of people don't like this movie but i think it's it's fine and it's weird in its own way the island of dr moreau which was another yeah well the, that, that was with um Brando and, Brando and uh, Val, Val Kilmer. Kilmer, yeah. David Thewlis, I believe, was also the, the remake was good. That that was the remake, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I think there's there's eh, there's, they, a, there's an older of... one too. Yeah, right. The, that one was the remake. Right. The the worst remake. I I, have, I only have for worst remake. Okay, so that's our next section. There's so many. Bands. I wrote down two. Uh, one is the the Point Break remake okay that they i knew you were going to talk about that so i didn't write, i didn't put yeah that, it's, down. that was really bad i don't yeah. even know why they even why, why even touch a, a great movie i know right it's uh, i i, that, I, could, I could i could have written down all of the disney crap they're coming out with because uh -huh. i'm really not big on the reboots on that kind of stuff no i tried watching aladdin the other night and i i, uh, I, couldn't, I do it. couldn't i don't know the, I, th I think the pulled in the biggest one for me was clash of the titans yeah, Did you write I wrote that, that down? one down. Yeah. yeah, that was a real big disappointment. Yeah, because I love the, uh, the original. original is, uh, even with the new one, it just it. I, remember, I think at one point, like when they he he pulls the owl out uh -huh. of like a thing, he's like they're like, oh, you won't need that, and he just chucks it aside or something like that. And it's like, dude, come on. okay, uh, like they do little things, but yeah, just the remake was just 
They, I didn't it's like not, the, it's not as good as like the claymation monsters. Yeah. It just the nostalgia like, wasn't like there Jason at all. And the Argonaut, Argonauts. Yeah, Sinbad stuff yeah. like that. The, the Seven Voyages of Sinbad. Oh, like, that Harryhausen, bro. Yeah, yeah, it's like all that great stuff. <laughs> so those were the two I was thinking. Like worst remake. I'm like, yeah. I definitely have Clash of the Titans on here as well. That's that was a terrible remake. Uh, Godzilla from 98 was <sighs> dog shit it was bad but when i was i was when i was 10 years old when yeah, that came out me too and I, I saw it in theaters i didn't know my the, um yeah. I, actually you know what that's not my number one pick my, my number one pick is actually uh either the karate kid or rollerball and rollerball was already a dumb movie like from the 70s with uh james Kahn. i love james Kahn. i don't think i've seen rollerball it's it's like this it's like this roller derby uh blood sport where where they like oh, skate okay. around it's a like track. a running man type of kind of yeah okay. yeah it has running man feels to it but it's like this nationally syndicated blood sport fucking thing everyone's watching <laughs> a lot of running man feels a lot of like death race feels all you I can, know all i can think of is just james con roller skates yeah. right now well in the remake here's what's funny about the remake is they took a page out of like pro wrestling you know and they made it all uh, it's for teenagers like paul Heyman was in it <laughs> Paul E. Dangerously, you know, from ECW. He's yeah. in there going, Mah! you know, before his, you know, Brock Lesnar days. <laughs> and, uh, and, and like Slipknot appeared in it. It was like their second album uh, and they were they were promoted <laughs> in the movie. Yeah, I was really into them at the time. I think I was when it came out. It was like 2001. It had Chris Klein, LL Cool J, and uh, uh, I forget. There was, well, a, there was just, a female. You throw any LL Cool J in any horrible film and it's yeah. just. Well, yeah. he's in one of my guilty pleasures too. So. Uh, what was it, Deep Blue Sea? Yeah, something? totally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think if you say LL Cool J movies, the first thing people say is Deep Blue Sea. So yeah, Rollerball was was awful. Godzilla was awful. Every like a lot of horror movie remakes, like uh, Friday the Thirteenth was garbage. Elm Street was garbage. Um, there was some. Uh, what was a, uh, the Fog was a snoozer. House of Wax. You you name it. There's there's been a remake. Oh yeah. Oh, the day the Earth stood still. Remember that remake with Keanu Reeves and Jennifer Connelly? I wanted it to be good. I wanted it to be so good. That came out like every time. Every time I hear that, I always think day after tomorrow. For some reason, okay, I don't know why. Which could be a guilty pleasure. I don't know. RoboCop the remake. I didn't see the new one. I didn't hate entirely. I didn't see it, but I know Michael Keaton was in it. Like yeah. they had a bunch of pretty good actors, and I was like, "Oh, I should go see yeah. this." I did. Gary actually, Oldman I never was watched in it. it. Jackie Earl Haley was in it. I even like Joel Kinnaman, the lead in this, because uh-huh. he's he crushes it in. Um, all, um, Does he play Murphy? Altered Carbon, yeah, he's Murphy. Yeah. Okay. Um, he's in the show Altered Carbon, and I think I think he's awesome. I think he's he's a pretty I, damn I, good. I watched actor. Altered Carbon. I watched, I watched yeah, the whole watched series. It's yeah. fucking awesome. It's it? good. I want to read it. Now. My, my buddy Joe didn't like it too much because I think he read the books and he's just like they're missing so much. Oh, like, well, okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, that there's still there's still a lot. That show has a lot going for it. Uh, what are some other terrible ones? I hated the Total Recall remake. I, it didn't, didn't make any it. sense to me. Colin Farrell. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't even on Mars, so immediately I was taken out of it. Uh, Fant 4 Stick, I thought was <laughs> really terrible. Didn't see that one either. I refused to see any Fantastic Four films. Even the ones from the Tim Story, the two from the 2000s? No, I, I saw the two from the 2000s, but I'm saying, like, even the second one from the 2000s was, like, it was kind of cool because it had well, Doctor Doom was in both, but like yeah. I liked the Silver Surfer parts. Well, I thought is, those were at least done well. It looked yeah, cool. well, the, the guy who did Silver Surfer, he's the guy that uh, did like Pants Labyrinth and um, uh, Guillermo del Toro. No, he's the he plays the Pan, the the actor. 
Oh. He he was a Silver Surfer. He was also in Hellboy. He was the... Uh, oh, is he just a, like a stunt dude? He's just, no, he's just a character actor. He was also... Oh, well, um, it was voiced by uh, Lawrence Fishburne, though. Yeah, it was voiced by Fishburne, but, okay, the, but, the, but the actual person heard, okay, is... Yeah, okay. He's the same guy, like, if you remember Hocus Pocus? Yeah. He played Billy. Oh, shit. You're okay. Country, you're whore, you're hag or whatever. That's that, that, really? that actor. Yeah. Huh. He does a lot of physical work. Okay. Um, Planet of the Apes, 2001. I liked it. Tim Burton. You liked that one? I did. That one got real panned with uh, Marky Mark. Well, oh, yeah. Well, I mean, Charlton Heston made a cameo in that because he's the ape that gives him the yeah, gun. He's the, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was his little cameo. You blew him up! Well, I mean, t- I think Tim Roth did a good job in it. Yeah, that I did too. That guy, I mean... That's true. Yeah, it, it was. It there was were a, great performances within it. Yeah, I mean, I've seen some Planet of the Eight movies that I liked. I think like the third one, yeah. the like from the original series. Yeah, like, not like great. No, they, they they dipped in quality too. Yeah. Like after a while, as, as many series I often do. I haven't really caught up on the rise of the Planet of the Apes. Those were great. I, I think I saw one and two. I don't think I saw the third one. Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. I mean, the names are a little, a bit of a mouthful. Yeah, I've always kind of thought that was whack. Like if you're gonna, if you're gonna name it, Planet of the Apes, call it Planet of the Apes and give it a subtitle. You know, let's yeah, take Planet of the Apes, Rise of the Apes. Or, it was yeah. Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, then Rise of the Planet of the Apes, then War for the Planet of the Apes. <laughs> Shit. And then after that, you can go back and watch the original series. <laughs> yeah. But these these two, these three, I should say, that just damn came out. They all had different... all the hell. Yeah. <laughs> you damn dirty <laughs> ape. And they gave that line to Michael Clark Duncan. His, he's like, take your hands off me, you damn dirty human. In the, in the 2001, Michael Clark Duncan. Yeah, the 2001. And the, well, uh, he's... The, the kid who plays Malfoy says it in the Dawn of the oh, Apes yeah. or whatever. That's right. Because he's like the little Tom asshole. Felton. Yeah, Tom Felton. He's like the little asshole in the monkey he, thing he, or something like that. He's like, get your hands off he me. He kind of looks right? funny now that he's gotten older, you know? Yeah, he's losing his hair. He kind of yeah. looks, like, looks a little methed out a little bit. Well, he even comments. He I don't com- mean to well, make he, fun. but No, like, he makes fun of himself about it. He's always like, because he's like, like, look at me. He's like, look at me and look at, uh, you know, the uh, what's his name? He's like super handsome now. Oh, uh, uh, Neville. Yeah, Neville. Because he, he like he's like, look at me. You know, when we were kids, the Neville. Now look at Neville. Now look at me. He's like, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, I think. I, oh, I got two other. Yeah, two other bad remakes. Uh, Psycho with Vince Vaughn. It, I I feel like we looked at the same list because I I was like I looked up some pretty bad remakes or something mm. and you know I actually was okay with that one. You know I don't remember it. Like I, I saw parts of it. The original, of course, is always going to be better. I mean, for I mean, that, yeah. for I me, mean, it's Hitchcock. But <clears throat> and I also heard this is like damn near a shot for shot remake. And that's yes, like, it, made, it felt soulless because yeah, it's not like hey, you're just. Uh, but what's his bucket? Vince Vaughn did a pretty good job, I thought. Yeah, I like I like his, some of his early. He's stuff. just a little. He's a little too tall, and you know, because when you when you look at Norman Bates in yeah. the original, he's kind of he's like a small, frail. Thin yeah. guy, he, he doesn't look like he, would be look, a th- he wouldn't be a threat. Yeah, like you know, an imposing character. Yeah. Vince Vaughn is. Yeah, I suppose that's right. How not, tall is Vince Vaughn? He's like well, he's got to be six. No, he's not that tall, <laughs> but you know, he's got to be over six foot. But he's also he, he wasn't like jacked, but he's a little bigger. You know, yeah, that's like, true. broader in the shoulders compared to who played Norman Bates in the original. I sure um, his name. Anthony per- Perkins. Perkins. Anthony Perkins. 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 I just pulled that one out of my ass. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> with the middle, I was like, oh, yeah, Perkins. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Good job, man. I remember. I think I saw the first like. I'm not. I'm sorry. Um, I think it was Psycho Three that I saw first. Psycho Three before any of them. We fucked in them Psycho movies that they made. Anthony Perkins was in like four of them or five what? of them. I shit you not, dude. Well, Hitchcock didn't do it. No hell no. Oh, I was like, if Hitchcock didn't do it, I didn't want to see it. They made multiple films, dude. Yeah, 
Hang on. Yeah. yeah. Let's see if I can find I'm it. looking. Oh, Psycho Film yeah, Series. Psycho 2, what? Psycho 3. Why in God's name? Psycho 4. What, does he get, like, released from prison? He finally swats the fly on his hand? You know? There's a fly in my hand <laughs> and I won't swat one of them basically like retreads like his life as a young man and and uh, I think I want to say it's oh Psycho Two came out in eighty three that was twenty three years later yeah dude okay I'm like yeah and Anthony Perkins old man Jeffy. Psycho Four there's one I saw where it showed him as as a young man Jeff Fahey I love Jeff. oh oh man Lawnmower Man we gotta fucking talk <laughs> about that shit. Uh, where is it? I think it's Psycho 4. I'm, I'm just, I just want to see. Yeah, it is. Okay, because it's the kid from... Uh, it's Henry Thomas uh, from E.T. He played a young Norman Bates. Well, the, the, okay. Psycho the 4. kid who played Elliot, right? Yeah, yeah, where you see him doing his psycho shit uh, uh, early in his in his life. I didn't watch the TV. It's like flashbacks. I didn't watch the TV series, but I heard it was pretty good. Okay, so yeah, Bates Motel. Bates Motel, I yeah. haven't I haven't watched it either, but I heard it's quite good, too. I like Vera Farmiga. Okay, so it was Psycho 4 was technically the first one that I saw. Okay. <laughs> I gotta write that one down. All right, so that's about it for worst remakes. I think we spent a lot of time there. Um, so now we're on our first film in theaters. First film in theaters. This was hard for me. It was for me too because I was like, I couldn't. It's you know when you're young, it's hard to really think about it. I mean, my grandmother used to mm-hmm. take me to the theaters all the time, but it, nothing's real memorable. Right. You know, I can. I think I remember seeing like the Flintstones or something. Okay. But I'm like, but I wrote down. I remember my dad taking me to go see a movie. Okay. Like, um, and. Wait, real quick, when did Phantom Menace come out? Uh, 1999. Okay, so this is before that. I remember my dad taking me to go see a movie just by myself, like yeah. me and him, and we went and yeah. saw The Mask of Zorro when it came oh, out. Oh, okay. Because I was huge into Zorro as a kid. Okay. I used to stay up late and watch the Guy Williams on like, nice. be like midnight on Disney, and it's like, well, Disney presents Guy Williams Zorro. Yeah, and so we went and saw that. So that's like one thing I remember. That's cool. Yeah, I, I was trying to go back further, and I'm like, uh. I saw a lot of movies with my dad too, but not not too many early. And and this is why I was I was worried or not worried, but couldn't figure out if I was going to get it right or not because the only ones the three that I can remember the most are Hook in 1991. I'm pretty sure I saw that in theaters, if I'm not mistaken. Could be a false memory, but I have a memory of it nonetheless. Uh, and also, American Tale Five O Goes West. I think I owned all of those on like VHS. I wanted. I used to think I saw Batman '89 in theaters, but it would have been three years old, so I think I'd saw it later. Yeah, I was like, I don't know if you'd be able to remember that. Well, I mean, I was only four or five. I, re- I remember my brother and my cousin going to see Dumb and Dumber, but I couldn't go see it because I was too young. Uh, I remember okay. that. I don't know where the hell we were. And, and uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles as well. Oh, that's great. I don't think I saw that. By the way, that's on Netflix now, guys. Yeah. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Oh, excellent. I think so. Yes. Uh, the 1990? Yeah. Oh, fantastic. That movie's great. Uh, <coughs> yeah, so those are the four that I remember the most from, like, is my early, early, earliest like, memories that I can conjure. It's it's either it's one of those two, Hook or American Tale. And what's funny is uh, a friend of mine... Um, was like watching that very movie like on our on our Snapchat. And I saw it just a minute ago. Like I was like, oh shit, I'm about to fucking talk about that shit today. Oh, and uh also did I mention at the top of the episode? I think, it's I, think my, I, I think I may have saw the Flintstones. It's my mother's the birthday. Happy birthday, mom. Happy birthday, Fisher Mom. <laughs> Her name is Carol Fisher Morris. Happy and, birthday, Carol. And she is a lovely lady. She will tell you that she is twenty nine again this year. Happy birthday, mom. 
30 minutes into the show. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to tell her to like listen to it at the top of the show. I'm going to mention it. And, uh, well, you got to hook her. You got to hook her in so she yeah, gets to well, listen, you know. You got you know, to get know. those numbers, baby. That's right. But uh, I was going to make it so that she didn't want to like have to scrub through all the shit to find me. Like giving her a shout out, I could have put it right at the top and she could just shut it off and be like, well, I need a coffee. <laughs> I love you, mom. Uh, okay, so yeah, that's all I really had for that first movies. Excellent question. Whoever I, f- I forget who submitted these specifically, but these are really great questions. Yeah, I think it was a couple of people. Okay, one this one I'm really excited about because the VHS that stayed in the VCR. I have, I two have for this. so many uh, movies that were like from different eras of my life that stayed stayed in my player. Yeah, I guess I have three for that. I'll let you take this off because I've been starting them off. Okay, uh, so early early me, like you know, between the ages of like let's say eight and fifteen. Or let's say six and six and fifteen, or well, no, six and ten, six and ten. Yeah, tighten that up a little. Uh, I I watched um, Power Rangers quite a bit, um, Empire, Star Wars, Empire Strikes Back, and Return of the Jedi. Pretty much always had like the one two combo. I'd watch those two a lot, um, and then and I have a few others too. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, I didn't know if you were going to jump in. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, that's so a great we just one. mentioned it, but. That one, that one never ever left my VCR either. And uh, I, when I got older, I really enjoy. I watched Idle Hands like a lot. It's just funny. It's great. Yeah, yeah it's Seth good, Green. And yeah, Penub. <laughs> uh, Mortal Kombat. I watched far too much. Um, Stand by Me. Finish him. I mentioned uh, Tremors. We did Tremors uh, the episode the other day. That was one, and that and Stand by Me. I watched like a lot. Really, too. Stand yeah. by Me. That's yeah. interesting for someone to just be like, I'm gonna watch some Stand by Me. Yeah, Richard well, Dreyfus just, just it was one of those movies like the soothing voice of Richard Dreyfus yeah. telling you a story about how they found a dead body. <laughs> well, me and my brothers would watch it a lot, and it had some kind of like w- weird connection for us because you know it's a movie about like a lot of Spielberg stuff or not Spielberg, but uh, uh, Stephen King. Yeah, is like that coming of age stuff where there's always like a harrowing sort of uh, event or, or it's, life it's an adventure altering kind of thing thing that yeah. happens to them. It's very profound and it happens to young people, and so like. Me and my brothers were watching this and like, oh, it'd be crazy if that happened. And every time we'd walk home from school, we would always walk along this like railroad track path, which is now MLK Boulevard in Kissimmee. Mm-hmm. We would take these railroad tracks and then hop these walls and pretend like we were having ourselves like a little adventure in much the same way that Gordy and, and uh, LaChance and whatever their fucking names are. I always remember the leech scene. In the that. leech scene, I yeah. Think, I think that's like, my, to me, from watching that, I think that's the most memorable is being yeah. like... Oh my god! What the fuck are those? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I've never he seen got one leech. on his balls. Yeah, he looks down and he's like, mm. "We thought was the most yeah. like fucking you know uh, intense shit a person could go through when we were kids watching this movie and thinking, you know, wow. Yeah, who cares that I saw it's a not dead even really body? A kid's like movie, but these 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 kids are doing some badass shit, and you're like, oh fuck, you know, I'm growing up too and doing weird stuff, and I don't know, like it's just one of those movies that just uh, I love, and and I, when I finally got to I got to meet uh, what the fuck is his name. River Phoenix? No, Will Wheaton. Will Wheaton. Oh, Will Wheaton. I met Will Wheaton at a convention one time. And, and this is after he did Wesley Crusher after this uh, for Star Trek. And this is like the first time I, I had seen him. I forget that John Cusack's in this fucking movie, too. Um, oh, he's one of the bullies, isn't he? No, he's uh, he's his older brother that, oh, like, that okay. passed away or whatever. And that's why everybody's like, it's a real depressing movie. Yeah, no, it's not very happy. That's why I was like, you're okay. <laughs> yeah, for a, for a kid. Yeah. Well, we, we, my brothers and I would always focus on the like the adventure aspect. Yeah. Of it, and we'd like recreate the fucking train scene and stuff, you know, just being With nerds. a real train. Well, no, we thankfully never saw a real train. We knew to stand fucking far away. Um, 
And yeah, okay. So uh, those are those are VC VHSs that stayed in. Uh, what's I have another one. Oh, technically not a VHS, but the Fellowship of the Ring. I probably watched more times than I should have when it came. Oh, out. when that came out, yeah. yeah. Okay, Hook which is was... crazy to think that's almost twenty years from now or ago. Yeah, Hook I think stayed in my VCR the most for me. Yeah, I mean I I, I wore that tape out so bad mm-hmm. that like the audio was messing up. I was starting to get all wobbly. Oh yeah, and then yeah. and uh, Rocketeer. That was another one I'm Ooh. a big fan of. That's on uh, Voodoo right now. Is it? Yeah. Well, the Rocketeer. I think Mrs. Doubtfire. No, I'm sorry. It's on Disney Plus. Oh yeah, yeah, because Disney owns it. Exactly. Mrs. Doubtfire was a big one. Okay, I watched that a lot on regular rotation. Yep, that uh, back to the entire Back to the Future series. Okay, um, and Star Wars. That's pretty much yeah. you know as a kid VHS wise. Yeah. Those were there. Like the, I, I you think know what, I my did, Mrs. Delphire is still uh, at my condo. That oh, Dutch really? <laughs> Face Off. Okay. Yeah, those were like the three. Yeah, I watched Face Off a lot when I was at the, when I was at the beach because we brought like three VHSs. Yeah. It was like mine was Miss Delphire. I think Nick chose Face Off, and then my dad brought Dutch because yeah, fucking hilarious. I think I think the ones I got the most work out, like you said, warping the uh, film was was the Empire and Jedi. Oh, that yeah. dude! Oh my! Did you God. have like the the Fox CBS ones where you could still see the, the, the remember like the box over the Tie Fighters? Uh, I had the special edition, uh, re releases in okay. ninety six. We had the gold box or the silver. Yeah, box. I, I had I had the silver, I had the silver box. widescreen edition. Yeah, yeah, the Thank silver you, box. Dad, for getting me into letterbox. But my dad, my <laughs> before that came out, like we had the Fox CBS released VHSs. And oh, they were of like, the OG like cuts. Yeah, before they, yeah, before they with did like anything. the half faces on them. It was like a Yoda stormtrooper and yeah. or something. Oh, I don't, I actually think uh, no, I think they actually had like the full posters on these VHSs. Okay, one of my dad still has them. That'd be great. All right. But yeah, no. They're, they're, uh, when the huh. Tie Fighters come in, you, can, you always see like this little gray box around. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because that's the uh, uh, like the mapping. I, I don't know how to describe it. Yeah, they they did a whole episode on it on uh, Corridor Digital. You know those guys? Mm-mm. It's called uh, Corridor Digital or the Corridor Crew. They're uh, visual effects dudes, and they do a bunch of like uh, you know videos that like either go like viral or, or they some of the I think they're like a studio too that does effects work for. Big projects, I, I, I assume, because mm-hmm. they got I got a lot of really talented guys. Well, they do this uh, this show called VFX Artists React, where they watch a bunch of user submitted uh, movies uh, scenes that have visual effects in them or are heavily involved with CGI or things like that, and they break down like how it's done, what what the, uh, what works, what doesn't, like and you know what uh, constitute a great effect and shit that's like real technical, and they break it all down real real in a, in a way to lets you helps you understand it and they do an episode about um star wars and why you see that the little the strange box, box there, yeah. and, and what they did to, to correct it in future i think i think i watched return more my brother was yeah. I, I liked return of the jedi nick was more of the empire empire yeah i liked i liked return i think just slightly more when i was a kid because it was like the conclusive movie with the big space battle yeah space end. battle is more more adventurous the whole movie's like start to finish action too. yeah it's it's wonderful what was your first dvd purchase Hmm. I I think my personal purchase was the Matrix. Um, but I remember the first like couple of DVDs we owned in the year like ninety nine was like the Bone Collector and some other shit. <laughs> I can't remember what it was, but those two movies stand out as being the first couple of like DVD packs I held, and then I, I innumerable shit I I would buy after that. I, I didn't know what this question was. If it was like like the first DVD I personally purchased or the first DVD I owned. Yeah, that's that's where I was. Yeah, with it so, too. I, I, I can't sure. re- I can't remember that. 
I remember the first CD I ever bought by myself I was the Men in Black single okay. by Will Smith. Men in Black. I, it was like $4, and we were at Circuit City. Oh, up in the singles racks? Yeah, and my brother was like, I was like, Nick, I want to get this. Oh, my God. And he gave me five bucks, and I bought it. But I think the first one I, I remember buying, it kind of stuck out. Like, the minute I, I wrote it down was the the Pink Panther box set. Okay. Like, the films by, with Peter From, Sellers. Yeah, with Peter Sellers. Okay. Yeah. And, and I just, I don't know. I All remember right. buying it because it was a weird case. It was, like, kind of squishy. Like, like a... Like, all right. It was like plush almost. Okay. I don't know how to like was say. It, uh, was it supposed to be like a the, a plush pink panther? Like no, it, it was, I can't like it was it just was, the box was just the box was yeah. Puffy? But it opened up and it was like you know those six movies or oh, shit. shot in okay. the dark like the whole thing. And yeah, I just remember that. I think well, also one of my first DVD own owning was probably the uh, the, the Fellowship of the Ring extended edition. Mm-hmm. With all the appendices and oh, everything, yeah. it was like the first release. This is 2001. I must have watched this movie so many fucking times. Like, uh, I watched the special features over and over and over again. It was just, it was a go-to, like, comfort thing for me. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't treat the next two movies the same way, but I, and, and I still haven't owned those two, uh, even though I loved Return of the King. I think, I think everybody just owns. Yeah, some version of it. Of uh, Fellowship. Yeah, But I never just... had that, 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 that box that, that looked like a, like a, like the spine Oh yeah, book, yeah, you know, and they were all different. They were color coded. The first one was green. Anyway, when that, when that first one came out, I was just brr, I just devoured it, like so many times. I'd rewatch that movie. All right, uh, we're moving on here. Moving on, trucking, what do we trucking, got next? Trucking. I think uh, you know what I do need. I need to grab a beer. All right. So, well, how, how about we do this? How about we do a commercial break? Let's do a commercial break, and uh, we'll be back here in a second. Quack 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 quack. Hey everyone, this is Fish. Just popping in to let you know that you can support the show by going to duckintheusher.com and uh, joining our Patreon, where you'll become a patron for as little as a dollar a month, where you'll get exclusive content like live streaming, which will come in the future, and other little perks. You'll also be added to our private Facebook group. And don't forget to follow us also on Instagram and Twitter at duckintheusher. It's a sexy voice you got there, fishy fishy. I don't know, man. Uh... Listening to that, I could hear a lot of like little weird weird stops I was making there because I was like, "Fucking, what am I saying? What am I doing?" Yeah, we we were taking a little break so fish could get a beer and I could. Yeah, I got a freshie. Use the porcelain throne. We don't have to tell them everything. Yeah, <laughs> we, uh, I we wanted want you to, to feel like you're hanging out with us. I wanted to field you a, a, a random question in the middle of this. Yeah, yeah, go ahead, man. Okay, so there's a lot of kids movies. I'm sure we grew up on. We both we didn't talk about it completely. We talked about Fievel. Uh, and Wiley Burp. Yeah, yeah, I'm a big Jimmy Stewart fan. Yeah, and that was his last movie he made before he died. Was it? Yeah. Oh snap! There's like this weird thing where, and I, I, you know, he died after that, and then after um, Cars came out, mm-hmm. fucking um, Paul Newman dies. Oh yeah, Paul it's Newman. It's like this weird thing where old people do. So I remember when Robots came out. Remember Robots? Yeah. Uh, who, who was in that? Uh, Robin Williams is in it. Mel Brooks was in it. Oh, okay. and he did a voice, and it wasn't a big success. But Mel Brooks yeah, is still was alive. A, I was like, you oh God, McGregor don't die. Awesome, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, but yeah the whole Wiley Burp thing. You know, I was like, wow. gotta give him the lazy eye. <laughs> yeah, you gotta bark. <laughs> you gotta get him. Yeah, and then you have Dom DeLuise with a rough. I'm a rush of I loved it. Okay, so I wanted to ask you, uh, what was your favorite like Don Bluth movie? Did you have any of those like the because the, the, the first American There's so Tale? So many. It wasn't Don Bluth. Was American Tale Don Bluth? Um, I don't know. I think so. 
Um, I remember All Dogs Go to Heaven. That rock a doodle. Fucking dark. Yeah, rock rock a doodle. Uncle yeah. Dookie. Yeah, Uncle Dookie. It's me, Uncle Dookie. <laughs> yeah. An adequate pipe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that was an aqueduct <laughs> pipe. Uh, yeah, that movie, dude. Rock a doodle used to scare the shit out of me as a kid. Yeah, I did. Uh, I do have one written down. A Don Bluth movie. We're uh-huh. gonna we're gonna get to it. I think it's oh. Are we gonna come up? No, on Megan. Uh, the. You yeah, did I'll, do American I'll, Tale. Okay. Yeah, I'll just go ahead and, and ask this before we do favorite director because okay. she wanted us to. It's like, uh, what what movie do you always cry to? Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. We yeah, can throw and, that one in there yeah, after this. Yeah. And uh, I'm just gonna go ahead and say mine because it's a Don Blue. It's Land Before Time. Oh, Land Before Time. Dude, I can't watch that the first movie. one. Without, yeah. Without getting a little misty. Dude, the beginning when the mom dies. He's just like bawling. Like yeah, it's that's uh, a rough one. I remember. The movies that make me cry like every time. E.T. used to do that. E.T. used to make me cry. I don't give a shit. He did Anastasia, Don Bluth. Anastasia, yeah. Titan yeah. A.E. Man, Secrets of Nim. He was Titan A.E. Yeah, that's what it says. 2000. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Wow. Some of these I've never seen. No, I haven't seen them. Like, Megan, I know, like, seen, like, Thumbelina. Secret of Nim was a great movie. Yeah. He did a movie called Death Game in 1977. Yeah, I see that. That looks pretty cool. What? Oh, he did. Uh, he also did the animation for Dragon's Lair, that video game. Yeah, I just saw that Dragon's Lair. Well, it's fucking awesome. If I had to pick a favorite Don Bluth, I I, I got to go Rockadoodle. Yeah, Rockadoodle's just a lot of fun. I I, I remember watching. Uh, I I don't think Fly- he, he didn't do he didn't Fly- do Goes West. West. No. no, he did. He did the first one. He did American Tale. Yeah, um, but that, that, the the giant mouse of mints or whatever that is at the end, that big mouse monster thing they create. And it, it's, it's good. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's frightened me. I was a child. Dude, I don't know. The 80s cartoon movies, man, they're yeah. just dark. Uh, so for Criers, uh, E.T. is definitely one of them. Did you see the 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 holiday thing that came out with the E.T.? No. Where E.T. comes back? Dude, it's going to tug at your I'll, I'll, I'll show it to you later. Really? Yeah, it was like they did a little kind of like a, a Christmas time thing and they got Elliot to come back it's like Elliot grown up oh the, just just recently, recently yeah oh did yeah that? I did see dude, that dude that tugged at my heartstrings like... bad I was oh really like, yeah I was like oh man okay <laughs> I don't care you you have ice cold water running through your veins if you don't tear up a little bit during that scene with Bruce Willis and Ben Affleck in Armageddon and he's like, no, Harry, yeah. ah, no, I love you. <laughs> and he's like, go take care of my little girl. Yeah, then you see uh, Liv Tyler, like, touching the screen. Yeah, but it was which, just which now I watch, like, losing his mind, yeah, you know. Now I watch it, and it kind of ruins it, because all I can think of is the Aerosmith music video. Oh, yeah. And she's touching the screen, and it's like, right. Yeah, that was a big, Don't like, shot. Don't Yeah. Don't I'm not even going to do it. <laughs> uh, favorite director. Favorite okay. director. This is, this is a, I wrote down four. So, but uh, I'll let you take it off because I mean there are so many great directors. I out have there. four basic favorite directors as well, but I did write down a bunch of others. Yeah, just who can't be ignored. No, you can't. Yeah, I have um, four that I'm like they're my go-to, and we could be here all day talking, talking about directors. Directors. Yeah. So uh, I'm just gonna limit it to a few of my favorites right off the bat. And I know you kind of groan at me because as much like I do make <laughs> Dune references, I really love Darren Aronofsky. Yeah, I think he's uh, one of the best directors of of our time. And I like that he's choosy about his projects. He's not just pushing out content. He takes his time with each with each piece and really, uh, you know, gets his hands dirty. He's methodical, yeah. And it, yeah. It, but he's he's not like a powerhouse where he's just 
Another movie, another movie, right. another movie. Another he's not like t- a Spielberg in that he's just as prolific. Yeah, Spielberg's uh, Spielberg's probably my number one, and I think yeah. a lot of people say that just because, like, the generation just he's oh, yeah. he's considered the greatest director of all time, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, he's been labeled he's that. Got like three generations uh, of people who've grown up watching yeah. his movies. And, you know, I mean, he's probably. I mean, he's in my top four. He's definitely in my top yeah. four, even though I didn't I didn't check mark him here. Um, I, I got uh, John Carpenter, John Carpenter all day, all day long. Like he's, he's wonderful. They live, you know, John Carpenter's vampires, big trouble in little China. We should do vampires. We should. Cause uh, I like that one a lot. Uh, James Woods is a weird dude. Yeah. Right? He is. But I, I think he's a great actor. <laughs> yeah. He's a weird I dude. Do too. But... You ever seen El Salvador? No. With, or, or I think it's just called Salvador. I think it's him and James Belushi or Jim Belushi. And they go. He's like a photographer, and he goes down to like war torn, like Salvador. Uh, we'll have to uh, just like Southern Comfort. These are like movies my dad would, yeah. would, well, would tell me about. Best Seller is a, a good one. Um, him and Brian Dennehy. You ever okay. see that? I no, think, I haven't seen. I think that. it was on Hulu at one point. I own the DVD. I'll let you borrow it. Okay. Um, who you got? You got um, yeah, Hitchcock. Of course. Hitchcock. Of course. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I'm because I, I, you know, again, I love Jimmy Stewart, and Jimmy Stewart was in a bunch of Hitchcock films. That's right, and no, I just Ooh, that's right. I think yeah, I think my favorite one is Rear Window. Yeah, no, that, that would be my favorite also. Yeah? Sweet, um, just because right. the cinematography in it was unbelievable. It's a great story. Yeah, I, I Megan and I lived in an apartment building or condo, mm-hmm. and I took a picture one day because you know it's like our we're on the first floor, and you know if you're sitting on the patio or whatever, right? You know we're kind of in the courtyard, and you can see everybody's. Windows, oh, the, the windows, the windows like, in their balconies, oh, and it shit. felt like a rear, rear window. window yeah, you just kind of sit there and you're like watching people. You're like, <laughs> a little voyeurism going on here, but. right? Uh, let's see. My next one I got is uh, Richard Linklater. Uh, he did uh, um, Dazed and Confused. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Slacker, I believe, was his first one. School of Rock, A Scanner Darkly. Um, I wasn't a huge fan of Scanner Darkly. No, I saw it in theaters, and then I rewatched it recently with a buddy of mine, Jason, when he was here, and it just—it's—I'm still like, eh. back I mean, in it's, uh, a, it's okay, but it's yeah. just like, eh. well, that style, that rotoscoping style yeah, yeah, yeah. of animation—it was cool that they did that. Is really cool because he—he uh, he did it previously with a movie called Waking Life, which was just a series of like little short scenes pieced together in this like dreamlike, mm. um, sort of dreamscape. Uh, uh, I don't want to call it a nightmare because it's not a nightmare, but it's. It's about dreams, and it's not really it's it's not really like a, a concise like narrative. There's no story through. It's just it's, there are always these like interesting people talking about like dreams or, or uh, you know the the nature of reality and existence and and like all these like really big ideas and stuff. And, and some of it it, it aged. I think it aged kind of well, but some parts didn't so much because you got like people like Alex Jones in there running his mouth about uh, being be, being real vague. But you know, making these big esoteric pronouncements about life and the world yeah. and and existence and shit like that. And so it's kind of a fun movie, and that's one of my favorites from him. Uh, he did School of Rock. Like he he goes all over the place. He has this really great trilogy with uh, Ethan Hawke and Julie Delpy uh, called Before Sunrise, uh, Before Sunset, and then After Midnight. I think Before Sunrise, Before Sunset, Never Before Midnight. Things. I think there's four of them now. It's three or four. I don't know, but it's this really great like movie about these two people that meet in Paris. Uh, he's on vacation that they don't see each other again for another, like 10 years and they get back together and they each had separate lives and shit wasn't going well so they fucking get together and then the third movie is like them 10 years later now they have a family and they're growing apart 
And, oh, okay. And it's a really it's a really great movie. And I think that's like maybe how he got the idea to do Boyhood. Yeah, the one where it's like he shot for he shot it for over the like, course of ten or fifteen, yeah, 10 like or 12 the kid's years. life or whatever. Yeah. yeah, you see this this kid literally grow up. He's doing another project, I guess, a lot like that, where he's filming over the course of twenty years, where he's already started it. And uh, I don't know, but he uh, Licklater is fantastic, and he he has some really really great stuff out there that is either like like thought provoking and profound, or just completely off the wall fun and ridiculous, like School of Rock and shit like that. So he, he's fantastic. I, I like his style. <laughs> Charlie Chaplin. That's oh, another yeah. one for me. One of the greatest. Big Chaplin fan, and uh, I could talk about him all day, but I'm not going to do that. Yeah, go ahead. Give us give some Chaplin uh, stuff, bro. I don't know. You know, it's it's the... I own so many... If you ever want to borrow some of my DVDs, I, I so much of his will. stuff, man. It's, it's, it's the idea of that it was it was very art... Because uh, a lot of people are like, oh, well, you know, Chaplin or Keaton or, you know, Harold Lloyd. Like, who was the best, you know, physical comedian? And I'm like, Chaplin was good at what he did, but right. he was more of artistic... When uh-huh. it came to his direction right. and the stories he would tell, and I just I, I consider him mm-hmm. top four, top. Yeah, then my la- I have two more. So if you want to jump in another one, I'll yeah, I'll jump. I'll throw in another one. Uh, Danny Boyle, Danny Boyle's movies are across the board what usually always fantastic. Uh, he did uh, Twenty Eight Days Later. Okay, uh, I, Sunshine. Did he do Twenty Eight Weeks Later? Also, no, that he wasn't his. Okay, um, but you know he started that that franchise. franchise. Yeah. Uh, the uh, kind of zombies no one wants to deal with. Hell, <laughs> hell no. Uh, the Beach, uh, that was based on an Alex Garland book with uh, the Leonardo with, DiCaprio. Yeah, 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 that's a good movie. Yeah, Sunshine, the one where Killian Murphy has to take that fucking bomb to the sun to explode it and restart the sun, which is a ridiculous premise, but it was a really great sci-fi movie. It came out, I want to say 2007 or eight. Was it called Sunshine? Sunshine, yeah. It's didn't wonderful. they do another? Didn't they do another? Wasn't Day After Tomorrow kind of the same thing or something? Not quite. Where the Earth was like freezing over. Or yeah, something. well, that, that's what's happening in Sunshine. But that maybe, also maybe that's in, the one. Or... Day After Tomorrow had those three big mega storms that like just fucked off the weather everywhere. Okay. Um, maybe yes, I guess it was Sunshine. There was a bunch of those like the core. You know, a lot of those yeah. movies came out around yeah, the same yeah, time. Yeah. Like, I think this hell? one stands apart from those, that, even okay. though it's it kind of it's kind of like. In that uh, vein, for sure, but, uh, you know, done better because Danny Boyle is a master. 127 hours, he did that one, too. Uh, I didn't see that. I, I didn't either, unfortunately. I, I heard I heard the movie was arm-wrenching. Slumdog Millionaire. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> That's funny. Slumdog Millionaire was also his. Um, Train Spotting. Oh, yeah, great. Train Spotting. You know, did, yeah. you see, did you see the sequel for that one? No, I haven't. <laughs> I remember it came out and I was like, okay. Dude, train spotting, you said when the baby's crawling on the wall. Yeah. You can kind of see that it's all motorized, but. Uh, so, yeah. When he dives in the toilet. That's he's fantastic. Thing. He did a. Yeah, when he crawls out of the toilet. Yeah. He did the movie Yesterday, which came out last year as well, where that dude. Oh, uh, steals all the Beatles songs. Yeah. yeah. No remembers. one knows the Beatles, and yeah. so he's like, becomes a huge success. So, Danny Boyle's fantastic. Uh, Bob Zemeckis. Yeah. You know. Oh, Bob. Yeah. <laughs> you got I mean, a first name basis with him? Yeah. Well. <laughs> Oh, Bob, oh, you know Bobby Zemeckis or yeah. Bobby Z. Oh, little old Bobby. You used oh, to come over. Tell me all his little movies. Yeah, he did a lot of bunch of stupid ideas. be successful. <laughs> Him and little Bobby Gale writing some movie about time travel. And I don't think it's ever going to go anywhere. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, I love Zemeckis films. Um, he Excellent. does a great job. You know, Forrest Gump and Hell all yeah. that jazz. Did he do uh, Polar Express? Zemeckis? I don't know. Or that, or that really... I never saw it. Oh, that's all right. It's weird because it, the whole thing's... I mean, it's based on Mo a little cap. children's book. I know, oh, no, but well, the whole the whole thing, the controversy, if there is one, around that movie is just how weird the 
mocap is yeah the facial when uh, that when that came out when we were in theater school we talked about that because it was like you know now we can pretty much bring anybody to life type of deal with the oh yeah 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 but the only thing that can't change is your eyes that was like one yeah of the big things you can't change the whole uncanny the valley thing is 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 uh, evident in that because it's just it's awkward to look at a human face and have it be emoting or expressing something but it just looks lifeless well i am excited because zemeckis is um they're redoing the witches Oh, fun. And Zemeckis is directing that. And I'm like, I think that's going to be really good. You know, again, who framed Roger Rabbit? Like, I can go oh, yeah. wrong with that. What did he do recently? Did uh, the Welcome to Marwin? Did that one recently with. Yeah, uh, was that a big flop? Yeah. I didn't I, see it. I, it looks good. But I didn't see it. And Beowulf was like, a horrible movie. I saw that in theaters. Horrible. He does a lot of effects heavy movies, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah, usually. He did Contact, though. I mean, that's a. Uh, he did Contact? Yeah, Remains in the Stone. Oh, man, I love that movie. Yep, kind of like I just like Zemeckis. He does a lot of cool stuff. Yeah, yeah I'm with it. Uh, let's see, a couple I got here. I'm not going to talk a whole lot about, um, but um, David Lynch and Alejandro Jodorowsky are two guys that like are I'm known sorry, for I gotta making. Interrupt you. Oh, what do you got? We, Ridley Scott directed this, uh-huh. but it just popped up. Um, we need to write this down. Matchstick Men. That's a great movie. To cover that, I love that movie. I love that movie. So, what? Anyway, continue. I'll, Hell I'll, yes, Matchstick Man. Yeah, I've just, mentioned that before. Have you? We got to put it on the. Yeah, board. we always. Well, we drink and then we're like, do this, do that, and we forget. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wonder how many movies we've forgotten about oh, just so from many. sitting at the bar going, "Great job today. Let's fucking do this one next time." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Then we'll do this one. Brr, 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 yeah, brr, then we get home. We're like, what are we talking about? And then we start arguing about statues and. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, continue. I was cutting you off. I was all right. I was gonna bring up like two of the. The more weirder, quote-unquote, uh, selections, but I guess that's a matter of perspective. David Lynch and Alejandro Jodorowsky. Um, David Lynch, uh, I first learned about from Dune. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, then I learned, you know, and, then, and then I saw some of his other um, more popular stuff, like everyone uh, talks about uh, Twin Peaks. As, as uh, I actually watched a all A big Twin favorite Peaks. of his, or of theirs, from him. He also did uh, uh, Eraserhead. That really wild black and white one. Yeah. Uh, Mulholland Falls. Is that his? Did he do Mulholland Falls? Or Mulholland Drive? I think it's Mulholland Falls. Mulholland Drive is like the street. Right, right. right. Well, there's two movies with that shit in it. I don't get it. Yeah, while you're looking that up. uh, Uh, Ron Howard's another one that I'm a big fan of. uh, Yeah, okay. Yeah, Mulholland Drive was one. I don't know if it was Lynch. Yeah, Mulholland Drive. Well, on the drive. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. 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 I, I just, I just get, I get those two mixed up for some reason sometime. With Naomi Watts. Yeah. Uh, and he also did Blue Velvet. Uh, with um. Blue Velvet. Dennis Hopper, where he's like doing drugs the whole time, and he's like, he's like, fuck I that. Do, I do like Dennis Hopper though. And he's got this line where he's talking about uh, fuck that whatever beer you're drinking. And he's like, paps to blue ribbon or some shit. I like that one. Paps Blue Ribbon won the gold ribbon in 1889. It was goat piss or Paps, and it was a close tie. <laughs> I drink a lot of Paps. I know you drink a lot of Paps. I'm not a fan. Uh, Alejandro Jodorowsky, he did, uh, he did this movie called El Topo. Um, he's from Spain, mm-hmm. and he's a foreign director, but he's like this avant-garde, like fucking really outlandish, you know, almost like a, like a Terry Gilliam, but a little weirder, if there's such a thing. Yeah, I mean, you could you could go a little more absurdist. Yeah, definitely more absurdist, yeah. like performance art style shit. Mm. Where's a lot of symbolism. Uh, the movie we have on the board here, The Holy Mountain, 
yeah, is one of his, and okay. that is a wild, wild. Oh, movie. isn't that the one that you showed me the trailer for? Or yeah, yeah, and I was like, yeah, we're gonna do this. Yeah, that's it's like, from right, like that's right up my theater alley. I was like, that's yeah, pretty we crazy. need to do like a whole seventies month. I think there's a lot of movies in the seventies that we're, oh, we're coming movie? up on. Yeah, uh, and it's a decade we haven't touched too much. We could yet. probably do that in February. Or what? When are we doing? Johnny got his gun next next, next. week. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, I can kick off a whole seventies kick. <laughs> he okay. He also did um, this movie. Uh, I can't remember the title of it. I'd have to look it up. It's about his life. It's essentially like about how he grew up, uh, knowing like circuses and shit like that. And and it's it's a wild exploration, just like most of his stuff. And there was a documentary recently called Yodorowsky's Dune because he was originally slated to direct or make a a movie out of Dune. Mm-hmm. And in the documentary, you see that he has this like giant book full of like illustrations and ideas and colors and concepts and and uh you know story elements and the potential castings and this whole this whole thing and he still has it in a book and it, it could be made into a movie it's all there um but he wanted to do it i think animated and he, uh, and he takes a different approach from to uh to the end of the book than why don't they just like the actual hire him and do like an animated series or something well like. i would very much like to see this movie made in, intact the way it is mm-hmm. uh, and call it Jodorowsky's Dune because it's essentially like a retelling of the story he doesn't he'd stick to the specific story elements kind of gives it his own thing and it could be a really really fucking wild animated movie uh, which I think would be great uh, on its own we need some crazy animated features because we don't really own merit. get yeah. many anymore uh, and speaking of like really good animated movies we talked about uh, doing uh, what was it the Thief and the Cobbler. Yeah, it's written down. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a crazy story behind that movie. Yeah, that's like a thirty-year movie. It took to like make some of that that footage is just so old. Yeah, uh, from each other, like there there were yeah, many like different a, times a certain scenes. Like, wait a minute, uh, I I had to write this down because I'm like I own every one of his films mm-hmm. and I didn't even think about it. Mel Brooks. I'm a, okay. A, I don't have any. You got oh. any Mel Brooks on the wall? Uh, no, I know probably... how much. Yeah, you're you're like Chaplin, Mel Brooks, yeah. Spielberg, Robin Williams, Terry Gilliam. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I don't think I have it's your style. It's wrapped up somewhere. I, I do have a giant Young Frankenstein poster somewhere. What, okay. What's your best line in a movie? Um, I wanted to throw out a few more names before, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> before, we, before we head that far. Just I'm not gonna uh, like go crazy. Ridley Scott, great. Uh, Coen Brothers, mm-hmm. David Fincher, uh, and and Catherine Bigelow. Catherine uh, Bigelow, what did she do? She did the Hurt Locker. Oh, okay. That's a. Um, uh, 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 What's his bucket's ex-wife, right? Uh, James. James Cameron. Yeah, isn't that his ex-wife? Was she? Was he married to her? Yeah, because I'm pretty sure it was a big deal when she won the Oscar over him for her movie. Oh, pretty sure. Uh, I don't know, but she's been putting out a lot of great stuff. Um, Zero Dark Thirty. Um, was her K nineteen the Widowmaker? Uh, Strange yeah, Days yeah. Catherine Bigelow 89 to 91 Point Break Point Break was hers Oh the newest one or the, No Oh the, the original the OG oh, one okay. Yeah yeah like, like she's fucking awesome dude She's been She's been doing stuff For a long time Yeah she was married to Cameron From 89 to 91 Near Dark Remember Near Dark From 1987 uh, <laughs> Oh excuse me She's Louise Probably just Someone just drove off the road And, and Blue, Blue Steel Anyway she's She's a Like a female director Don't get like enough Female directors Don't get enough credit Like I think in the, it's sort of a male-dominated world, Hollywood and, and directing is, but she puts out like really consistent shit. She's awesome. Did you know James Cameron was married to Linda Hamilton? Yeah, I didn't know that. Yo, <laughs> I got. I just saw a headline about dead skiers. Uh, st- Did we do that? 
No, I, they're I, talking about Frozen. Uh-oh. No, I saw another headline a couple of weeks ago about that. Like uh, some kids got stranded on a mountain and they had to burn their homework or something. That oh, warm or something. Oh, I've I've heard that happened to some dude. He had to burn his money. Yeah, you were telling me. You were telling me about Did that. Did I mention that on yeah, the episode? Yeah, to get the. Uh, anyway, right. yeah. So Cohen Brothers, David Fincher, um, and 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 then of course Bong Joon Ho is my my current favorite, recent favorite. He's a Korean director. Oh, nice. He's got that movie Parasite out there right now, and I think he did The Host, not the one based on the Stephanie Meyer book, the the Korean movie about this monster. And uh, I think he did Snowpiercer as well, which was also great. Anyway, I, yeah. That's I, all I got Snowpiercer, for directors. That's a train one, right? Yeah, yeah. That's all I got for directors. <laughs> best line I. Couldn't write one down because there's too many. I, I wrote line. down. Uh, I, I wrote down a line that has to do with movies. Okay, that I think is the best line. This is just one. All right, Why don't um, you lead with that. Go you, ahead. you know what? You know United Artists, the company, right? Yeah. So that was founded by Douglas Fairbanks, Charlie Chaplin, and Mary Pickford. Okay. Right? And at that time, no, no actor or actors had ever had their own film company. It was always big right. head honchos. And now that's pretty common. Now it's common. And so there was a, a headline that said when United Artists came out is that the inmates are running the asylum. <laughs> and it was like a big thing for them. Yeah. And, which uh, which is true because, you know, without inmates, you don't have an asylum. Without movies, you don't have actors. So it was a, to me, I was like, when I, when I think of a quote that has to do with film, I yeah. just think of that. The inmates are running the asylum because they were the first three to really go. Right. We're going to make our own goddamn movies yeah. and we'll create our own thing. You know, Hence it was, a, it was yeah, a creative oh. place for our creative people to do creative ideas. That's fun. Okay. Yeah. So that's without, without the studio limitations. Exactly. Or without, you know, fucking up their creative vision. Without producers or somebody going, you can't do that. It was more okay. them going, just go make a movie and have your day. All right. Yeah. Um, I have a couple, actually. Well, I, I mean, well, one of my favorite lines ever was one we just covered, and it's broken to the wrong goddamn rec room, <laughs> didn't you, you bastard? <laughs> broken to the goddamn rec room. Yeah. <laughs> and, um... Let's see. I loved Clark Griswold's rant in uh, Christmas Vacation. When Broke gets... into the wrong goddamn rec room, didn't you, you bastard? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I still had it queued up from last week. That's great. Yeah. That's a, just it's just too good. Uh, Clark Griswold's rant in Christmas Vacation. Oh, when he starts yeah. going off about his boss. He's like that yeah. yellow, no good, four flushing, spineless, dickless, gutless. You know, just running through, just fucking ripping him yeah. apart. And I, it's just just such a. Yeah, that's just we're iconic gonna be the, for me. We're going to be the jolliest motherfuckers since, what was it? Uh, since Danny, Bean, Dean Green Crosby, Crosby dance, dance with, with Danny, Danny fucking K. K. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. Uh, there's no crying in baseball. Oh, that's a great one. Is, uh, uh, you could, I immediately. There's no crying. Yeah. There's no crying in baseball. I love the pee scene when he takes that forever piss. Oh, yeah, they're like, they're like, Jesus, this must be a record. He pees a lot in movies. You ever notice that? I'm trying to think. Remember in uh, uh he well he's got the pee scene in uh League of Their Own. Yeah. And then in Apollo thirteen, he's he's peeing oh, in the yeah. cord, right? And then in the Green Mile, he can't pass a kidney stone. The kidney stones. Oh. <laughs> and then in uh in fucking I think he pees once in uh He could have peed in Splash. In we don't know. He's Castaway. Oh in Castaway, yeah. I think he pees or something in that. He was like a natural accident. <laughs> I love that when the umpire comes up. What's wrong? She's crying. She's crying. <laughs> well you know how uh, and my mother and father drove all the way down from uh, you know like and you know what he said to me? You know, he's talking about his old yeah. coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well you know how actors He always... called me a pig fucker or something like that. Actors always have like a like a specific trait or a thing they do in a movie. That's and his thing. Tom that, Cruise is, how did you do it? No, no, he pees. <laughs> oh, Harrison the pain, yeah. point Harrison Ford points his finger. Tom Cruise is fucking sprinting all the time. There's explosions. Uh, Bad Pitt's always eating. He's always like put, eating food or putting something in his mouth. Kristen Stewart's always grabbing her hair and, and breathing heavy. 
uh, and, and then looking dead. And yeah. <laughs> uh, there's another one too that's uh, I just I just had it. Uh, oh, uh, Christopher Walken always fucking dances. Yeah, he'll he'll if he can dance in a movie, he'll just do the movie. And we'll throw in a little jig. He, he that's his. He thing. always has every to do time something. he has to he's throw a in a great little, dancer. He's a phenomenal. He's, fanta- dancer. he's fantastic, and I love that. About I don't know how we got onto that, but um, I love all that. Oh, um, the line from I don't know the full line, but Barry Pepper in Saving Private Ryan when he's talking about. Well, you see, God saw fit to make me a fine instrument of uh, military warfare or some shit like that. And he's like, you put me in this here rifle up to and included one mile from Adolf Hitler with a clear line of sight. Pack your boys or pack your bags, oh, that's boys, the, the, boys the, over. The sniper, right? The sniper, yeah. 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 Didn't he? He's he, like, I he, think it's a serious misallocation of military resources. <laughs> I, I like how they made him left-handed when he was shooting. Was he? Oh, I didn't even yeah, notice. Because well, if, if, if you watch him shooting, he's... um. He shoots left-handed, so okay. every every time he does a round, his left arm has to go over and, and oh, go back. Oh, shit, I didn't even notice yeah, that. Yeah, watch it next time, and you'll notice that he made him left-handed. It's funny. I was talking about this movie with somebody the other day. You remember the scene in the, in the opening, that fucking... Uh, oh, the D-Day thing? The D-Day yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, when yeah. they get onto the beach, those two soldiers come out, and they've got their hands up, and they're, they're saying something in another language, but they're not speaking German. They're speaking, like, Czech. Or some other language. They're like, we're not fucking German. Please don't shoot us. And the two Americans are like, what? What are you saying? Like, bow, bow, and just blast them. That happens all the time. I bet. I, that's crazy. Yeah, that, that detail was hidden in that movie until like somebody who spoke that language is like, oh, like, oh, oh they're saying, don't shoot us. We're, we're, we're here against our will. And fucking, they get, bl- they get gunned down. And war is just, you know, it, the details, the little fucking things like that in movies. That's why Spielberg's a goddamn master, too. What else do I got? Oh, okay. So I wrote down some of my favorite... Uh, Sexually suggestive Star Wars lines. <laughs> uh, specifically this one. Uh, uh, you came in that thing? You're braver than I thought. <laughs> and then during the, uh, the, the trench run, uh, Luke says, Wedge, pull out. You can't do any more good back there. <laughs> uh, and then you're and ruining then, our child. And then Biggs, Biggs says to Luke, Luke, at that speed, will you be able to pull out in time? <laughs> uh, do one longer. Yeah. <laughs> do what now? What now? <laughs> okay, moving on. I think this is the first on-screen boobies. Yep, first which was a great question a great... from Shay. Yeah, Shay. Yeah, yeah. Shay money. Shay money. I th- I think mine were. I I it's got to be Caddyshack. Like that's the first thing I can think of. Okay. Like uh, when the when the. Caddies are having a good time in the pool. Uh-huh. Uh, you see one girl boobies. Oh, you see around. boobies? Yeah, oh. you see boobies in that movie. I want to say it's that. I, I think mean, I've seen Caddyshack once. It could have been Animal House. I mean, I watched so yeah. many of those ones. You know, like the teenage titty movies. Yeah, just what uh, was the biggest ones of our lives? Uh, like American Pie. American Pie. Uh, yeah, I would say that was a that spawned a whole series. A whole series of. I think mine, the Van Wilder type yeah. of stuff. Oh, yeah. that, well, that, that was still had the National Lampoon's like yeah. to well, it, right? Well, now National Lampoon stuff is all just just titty dick movies. and fart and titty movies. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. Some of the ones from the '80s, I think, are, are where I saw my first on-screen tits. Unless yeah. you count, strangely enough, the scene in Schindler's List. Uh, I, I guess, but I mean, is it just like is it like when I like a dead body titties or is no? It like... No, it was they were they were you know doing the horizontal bop, but uh. You know, altogether, that movie is not a very, it's not a feel-good movie. No, no, not at all. Uh, I, I think my first on-screen tits were probably Blue Lagoon or, or Meatballs or Revenge of the Nerds or Porky's. I can't remember yeah, which th- one th- of those. There were so many of those when I was a kid that my dad was just like, 
have fun. Go yeah. watch these because oh know, no, he didn't really <laughs> give a shit. I didn't. I didn't. Uh, I didn't get to watch those movies. I think it until might be I was about twelve. Animal or House might be that when he was doing like the yeah when he's doing the he's sneaking up on the pillow fight. Right, 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 and then he falls down. I, 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 I'm thinking it's probably Revenge of the Nerds of Blue Lagoon if I'm if because I remember being a little bit older for Porky's and Meatballs. We're talking about and Porky's was old by the time. Oh I saw yeah, it too. yeah. I got the rubber on. What do you mean? I got it on. I've been wearing it all day. <laughs> Is that what you're supposed to do? It's like you hit it. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of boobies, mm-hmm. what was your first? What's your like the makeout okay. movie? Um. Okay. So, in the early 2000s, and I'm not gonna name names. Uh, I I must have gone to a couple different movies um, that were also war movies that we just chose because we, they were long. Yeah, we would just sit in the loud back noises, and make and... out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was either like We Were Soldiers or Pearl Harbor. Yeah, Pearl Harbor. I just that that I just want to because it was myself. like a love story to that movie too, which was just a bad needed. Movie. Yeah, I didn't enjoy it. Oh, okay. Well, I saw. I liked it the first time I saw it, but after you were making out it, to We Were Soldiers, not entirely. God, yeah, you're making out, and then you look over, and then you know his legs are being stripped off because of napalm. I think that was the mistake we made. Really, yeah. let's just oh, get out of yeah, here. It was a little. Um, but then I got, Gibson, right? I got a, yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah, I got a bit older, and so I had I had a serious high school girlfriend, and so we would go over to the East Six in Kissimmee and just fucking duck the usher all the damn time, you know, yeah. and just go well, there and watch movies. That but, place was such a but they would, crap hole. No it was our was, friends no working the, there. Yeah, it was our friends working the box office, and they would just be like, yeah, go. And I would get snacks or whatever. So but that's why they went out of business. Yeah, just because of me. <laughs> just because of me. Um, we watched uh, Timeline. That was a big makeout movie because it wasn't great. I, I've revisited that movie since then. It's, it's not bad. Uh, and The Notebook, which, you know, was one of those obvious choices for a date movie. You uh, didn't even make out. We watched it. So yeah, we seriously. did. No, yeah. no, dude. I got laid that night. Let me tell you. Oh my god! They were like, "Oh my god, the movie is so beautiful." I'll write a book for you, baby. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, so yeah, those are those are that. Uh, I got like two stories, I guess. I don't the the in high school and stuff like that. Like, I could never make out to Hook one because no. I would be making out and then I would be quoting the movie while I was making right. out with somebody. Also, our makeout movies also not just ones you go on a date to see in the theater, but something you put on. Yeah, when you're on the couch and you just come over and watch a movie. You the, know, <laughs> nudge, nudge, wink, wink. I'll actually. Tommy Carrera, who owns, uh, uh, um, his name's Tommy Carrera. He's an old boss of mine. He's still in town. Uh-huh. All right, he's still on dates. And he's like, Josh, you got to. The best way to describe Tommy Carrera is if you took Chris Rock and Adam Sandler and they had a love child. That okay. was kind of how his personality <laughs> was. And uh, he's like, do you, you got a makeout movie? And I'm like, what the hell's a makeout movie? Like, what are you talking about? Like, go to the movie? He's like, no, 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 no. He's like, a movie at home. Yeah. You bring a girl over. You're like, and you talk uh, it up. This is the best movie in the world. Nine and a half weeks. Like, this is the best movie in the world, but it's so bad that you end up making out. And yeah. his was Indian in the Covered. Oh. That's what he... Really? Yeah. When he was in high school, he was like, Indian in the Covered, man. Yeah. That kid had a goofiest face. I remember... Indian the, in the Covered. Yeah, The Sound of Thunder. I uh, made up... That was a horrible movie. The, they took the Ray Bradbury story and like uh-huh. made a movie out of Not it. Not Days of Thunder. No, Sound of Thunder. Okay, all right. Which is a the Ray Bradbury short story. Okay. You go back in time to shoot a Tyrannosaurus Rex. Okay. And right before a volcano goes off, pretty much. So oh, it's like, wow. All right. That you know, sounds you're, fun. You're not I like cha- you're not changing, I read that. Yeah, you're not changing the past in any way. But you yeah. have to stay on this like floating walkway. Uh-huh. And a dude steps off the walkway and kills a butterfly. And then when he comes back to the future, oh, everything's shit. changed just because he killed the one butterfly, butterfly effect. Yeah, uh-huh. so is it, that where that came from? I don't know if that's where it came from. Oh, okay, but, but he was okay. But yeah, so I love Bradbury. Yeah, hell yeah. So I made out to that, and then 
we were going back to the movie theaters again with my longtime girlfriend at the time in high school, and we just chose a random movie, and it was Grandma's Boy. Oh, fun. We yes. Just, we were like, let's just go make out. And it was like, I don't know what the hell this movie is. And it turned out to be really fun. Oh, dude, I laughed so hard. <laughs> yeah. And because you knew, you know, and especially when it's like, you gave Charlie Chaplin a hand job? Was he silent? Was he silent? Yeah. Not when I was done with him. I, <laughs> see, she looked at me. I was on the floor just laughing so hard. But yeah, I think those are like my make out okay. movies, I guess, from back in the day. That made me think about like movies you go see on a whim and they turn out to be really good. Yeah. Um, there's like those little hidden, yeah. hidden sleeper gems that you're like, oh. Silver Linings Playbook was like that for me. Never saw that one. Fantastic. Yeah. It's wonderful. It's it's a, it's a essentially, it's a rom-com. But it's got enough drama to it and and just really like really really good performances from uh bradley cooper um jennifer Gar- or jennifer lawrence excuse lawrence, me yeah, yeah. She, um, did she, she won the and oscar Robert for that, de niro. Right? yeah she won yeah. An oscar for that and de niro was in this and also crushed it in this movie playing like you know like somebody's like old crotchety dad the last time that happened to me my mother-in-law we were in seattle it was moonrise moonrise kingdom oh yeah She's like, let's go see this movie at this little art like, house theater. Like, all right, whatever. It turned out to be really fucking great. good. I loved right? it. Yeah, yeah. I was it's like, awesome. you know, Bill awesome. Murray, but it's like it was. Yeah, it's a Wes Anderson. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That kind of should have known better. The filters on stuff with him. <laughs> I like how he frames his shots. It's a, it's a picture. He always has. Yeah, everything's it's a like picture. It's amazing how he you does can, that. You can take any a symmetry to it. You like, can take a still out of like every frame, and it's it's something you'd hang on your wall. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's amazing. I I don't know how he does it. Uh, movie, Even with the movement, you know, yeah. when they're blocking or whatever, it's, it's crazy. Movie crush, movie crush. Uh, yeah. This one was kind of easy for me. Um, so was mine. Uh, mine's just one. Thing. Natalie Portman um, from Leon the Professional. I was I was had a real big crush on her. In she's that like seven. I was her age. Oh, okay. <laughs> at <laughs> like, the time, what? not now. She's not my crush <laughs> now. I want to disclaimer. I want to be perfectly clear. Natalie Portman at the age of eight or nine is <laughs> was my crush when I was eight, eight or nine. Yeah, nine. Nine, nine, nine. I'm just messing with you. <laughs> uh, not, I'm not looking back on that movie longingly for for her at that age. Like I, I like her as an adult. She's fine. Have you heard her rap on the Lonely Island? Yeah. She's like I bust a dude's mouth like gushes, motherfucker. She's great. I'm like, God it's damn. So fun. <laughs> and uh, okay, Jennifer Connelly. That that's mine. Oh, I'm sorry. The, no, it's all right. I steal yeah, your boom, boom. No, the Rocketeer, man. Yeah, because I watch that nonstop and that. Mine was because of Dark City and uh, uh, the fuck else was she in? Oh, uh, uh, Requiem, Requiem for a Dream. I did have a little thing with Julie Roberts for a little while. Okay, because um, uh, there's an answer later that I'll yeah. get for that. But from Hook, you know, yeah. most of the movies that I'd watch like that, I think I did Sandra Bullock was yeah, you know, because the net she was hot in the net. Ah, uh, yeah, speeds. Yeah, like yeah, that, yeah, you know? yeah, just, yeah, totally. You know, I didn't even think about that. Even, even hmm. like middle totally. school, you know, Miss Congeniality stuff like I, that. Uh, I mean, she's she was really good in the time to she kill. She keeps it. She tight. She's you know, tight. tight. She, she's still. She's a great lady. She's still good looking. Yeah, wonderful yeah, lady. Nice lady. Nice lady. Uh, Kate Blanchett. I thought yeah. she was smoking. In uh, uh, let me also good actress, let me also too. say she's she's a more fantastic actress than she is just being hot. I'm not objectifying her, but she crushed it in The Aviator. Yeah, I was just I just watched that recently. Again. I fucking loved her in that movie. Like she's absolutely. Phenomenal. She was perfect as Hepburn. She did yeah. such a great job. Don't you find? <laughs> well, she's also with Thor like Ragnarok. She looks good in that. Thor Ragnarok. She looks fantastic yeah. in Thor Ragnarok. Again, I don't want to like harp on how good she looks because I think it's it's more important for an artist to, to survive on the merit of their 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 craft, not just how hot she is. But she actually. Uh, but since we're talking about on screen crushes, yeah. yes. also I would say like I have a th- everything for smiles and okay. uh, Anne Hathaway. I was uh, I had a crush oh, yeah. on Anne Hathaway for a while. She's just she's a pretty lady. Yeah, she uh, she, she had, had a big smile. Yeah. She, Oh, have you seen uh, Colossal? New. No. She's in that. That's a kind of a, a newer one. Okay. Uh, where she wakes up 
one day and she's watching TV and in Tokyo there's this fucking monster, this giant monster just smashing up the city. Or I think it's Tokyo, Singapore, I don't know, somewhere. And and she's watching the TV and she notices that every movement she makes the monster's making. Oh, that's cool. And and, and she's like touching her head and she's like, Look, like look at the TV and like she's like, hold this and she goes and stands in, in this specific spot and her friend is watching it and she sees the monster doing what she's doing and it's fucking yeah, it's wild. It's a re- it, it, it ends really well too. Like you didn't think like that's one of those movies with an unpredictable ending. That that's our next but, question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it was it's see that colossal. It's fantastic. It's got a dark ending. I should say. Is, is that your unpredictable ending one, or did you have some more for unpredictable uh, endings? I'm gonna add it to the list. You're gonna add it? Okay. Uh, <laughs> I I have I have two. Okay. Um, usual suspects is. Oh yeah. I mean that's just a classic. Yeah. That's a big twist. Guys are so sad. Yeah, Virgil was his name. Yeah, Virgil, and uh, the other one, The Sting from 1973. I don't know if you ever saw that movie. I've never seen The Sting. Oh, it's great. Robert See, Redford, we, we Paul need Newman. To, we really need to get on like and have ourselves that like, one Oscars. A month. That's a great. It's a great film, but, it, but it's another. It's a twist ending type of deal. It's right. like you know unpredictable twist endings. I was trying to think if there's anything recent I saw that had such a twist. I mean, I guess maybe Endgame. I mean, that was kind of a. a the Avengers Endgame, or the movie Operation Endgame? No, no, the Avengers Endgame you had know. a twist ending. Well, I mean, Iron Man kicks the bucket. Like, uh, I mean, I see it coming. You could see that coming. Yeah, well, I mean, I was just trying to think of movies I've seen recently that had a twist ending. I'm like, eh, yeah. I must have watched that like at least three or four more times. It's oh, just, Disney Plus, yeah, it's yeah, fun. Yeah, just, I just like I like the toy box on. that is the fucking <laughs> Marvel movies. It's it's great. Uh, I got quite a few here, but I, I had to. I, if I had to pick one of my favorite unpredictable endings, uh, it might be Jacob's Ladder. Uh, just because it's it's such a wild movie anyway. Um, that when you finally get to the end, you're just like, oh shit! So none of that was real, and it was entirely like a fever dream. Yeah. Uh, so like you know, spoiler alert. There there was a remake for Jacob's Ladder. I didn't realize. Really? Uh, yeah. I forget the actor's name, but he. It's, I think it was a straight-to-TV remake or something. Oh, uh, okay. But it. I, I don't think anything can top that one. Uh, I, I wrote down a couple more that I think are really, really, like, threw me for a loop. Um, the Cabin in the Woods from about uh, 2011 or 2012. Uh, this, that's Remy, isn't it? Huh? Was that Sam Remy who did that one? No. It's, it's well, That's Evil Dead. No, but, who did Kevin Woods? I'm thinking uh, Drew Goddard. I thought. How am I thinking? A Firefly. Joss Ab- uh, Joss Whedon. Yeah, yeah, he that was him. He right? didn't direct it, but it was he had. Did he, he write it? He, yeah, he wrote. Okay. He wrote. That's a lot what of I was it. thinking. Joss Whedon. That movie right. is fantastic. Don't let anyone tell you differently because they're wrong. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> and their argument is invalid. You can do any uh, <laughs> freaking what's the bucket? Sixth Sense. That guy M Night Shyamalan. 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 You know, all his stuff always has a twist ending. Yeah, but if I may. With Cabin in the Woods, Cabin in the Woods goes one step further. It gives mm-hmm. you the the setup. You've seen it, right? Yeah. Okay, so you know, like it gives you the typical setup. But go, going into this movie, I was like, this is gonna be garbage. And then when the fucking hero buys the farm, like before <laughs> before the second half, it's so the great. second I love, act I love is even over, I was like, yes, <laughs> this is great. And then and then it takes every horror trope that you know, puts it on its ear. Uh, throws fucking shade at it and does it better than most movies do it when they're taking themselves seriously. This movie is so full of those little fucking brilliant turns uh, that that uh, I could be here. We could do a whole episode on this fucking movie, which we should one day. Uh, but yeah, I, I love it. 
for that reason. It was unpredictable, and I didn't see, you know, where it was going on my first view, and it's wonderful. And uh, let's see. <laughs> Colossal, I just talked about yeah, that, so I don't even need to mention that. <coughs> what do you got over there? Uh, the, just the next question, I guess. Oh, oh, oh I got a few more. Yeah, you got a few. I, uh, about, yeah. I, I, I had something that I was going to say, but I got sidetracked listening to the Cat in the Woods I, thing. I, was like, I think... Uh, uh, Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, no, I was was just like, I (laughs) forgot what I was going to (laughs) say. The Departed. Like, can we forget about that when uh, they take out Leo real, real close to the end? Oh, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, yeah. Oh, was that that it? No, not not that. It was was just an idea I used to have. It's like, I love when they kill off like a main character, like, like real quick. So I always thought it'd be fun to make a movie where it's like all-star actors. Yeah. The biggest names. Yeah, and they just all die like in a, like they're all in an office or something, and the office just explodes, killing like <laughs> your top build actors, and then it's just about someone else. That <laughs> that know? was essentially Godzilla, the one with uh, Brian Cranston. Oh yeah, because he was in all he, the promotional material. He dies in the first like ten. He's minutes. in there in the first act. Yeah, yeah, in the first yeah within the beginning of the fucking movie, and then you're left to watch uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson yeah, like, like mannequin the through the whole fucking movie. <laughs> I mean, uh, don't get me wrong. I, I thought it was a cool movie, and I, I really liked the director. Uh, I think it was Gareth uh, Edwards, Gareth uh, something like that. He did the movie Monsters with Scoot McNary, okay. like before that, and that's how he got the got the job. But anyway, uh, yeah, The Departed I thought was uh, a wild one. Uh, the Mist. We'll talk about heart wrenching. Been a while since I've seen that one. Right at the end, where uh, they think their only solution is just to shoot everybody, and then he sh- was going to shoot himself. Was that Shaman? No, no, it was uh, Frank Darabont. Oh, okay. <laughs> but like, or maybe I was thinking of the fog. The fog was, a, wasn't that a carpenter? That might have been okay. So the mist is the one with. Uh, no, the fog was a uh, Wes Craven, wasn't it? it? Was the mist with um, Quaid? No, was it that the was fog? The, one the there... mist was. Uh, Tom Jane, and and the guy from Brooklyn Nine Nine, Adrian Brower or whatever his name is. What's the one I'm thinking of? That's the mist. The fog is about that seaside town. Oh, okay. That has like a curse where all the fucking ghosts come out and. The whatever. mist is the one where there's traps in like a department store, right? Andre Brower, Andre oh, Brower, yeah, Tom yeah, yeah. Jane, Marsha Gay Harden. Yeah, yeah he Holden. plays. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tall he plays Black Captain. Dude. Yeah, he plays Captain Holt in uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah, and he he's got great comedic timing. I didn't know that until he did that show. But like he he's got a lot of uh, you know serious dramas they did before he was on that show. And I I've always I always liked him for that. Man, that was two thousand seven. The Mist. Holy shit. The Mist. Uh, the Prestige. Come on. Yeah, I don't know why I didn't think of that one. I own that. That's a good one. I yeah. saw that twice in theaters. Yeah. Well, is that your favorite? Is he thinking? Well, yeah, I'd be a magician. Yeah, 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 magician you know, sure. well. Um, what is he? This is my favorite magic movie. Is that what you're saying? Or? No, I was, it, well, is it also, or is it also your favorite Nolan movie? It's Christopher Nolan. I know it was Nolan. No, I still like the Batman's. Yeah, more than that. Yeah. Okay. I mean, the procedure is good, but it's. Do you I, feel like Inception is bloated? Like it's too bloated. Like it's it's a cool movie, but it's a cool movie, damn. but it's there's so much going on. Like my brain hurts watching it. I mean, it's not a uh, terribly hard concept. It's just convoluted. Yeah, no, there's just a lot going on. You yeah, know, true. Like, okay, like, yeah, well, yeah. It's, uh, like you have to be kind of invested a little bit. You, yeah, you definitely. Yeah, do. It's not. It's not one of those like well, movies like that are, are, are rewarding. I like. I like that, but like you know, you got to be in the right headspace for. So his movie, new movie, The Tenant, looks great. The Tenant. 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 T e n e t. 
and I'm not entirely sure what it's about, uh-huh. but it's it's very Christopher Nolan. It's so very it's fairly Nolan esque. Yeah. yeah, it's uh, yeah, uh, American Beauty. I think it was another great That's unpredictable ending, and not just not just for the twist ending. Like a lot of these movies have a predictable plot, I guess if you will, where you can kind of see where it's going, but mm. you know it's your your expectations are rewarded, but then you get these twist endings, not to be confused with like an entirely unpredictable movie or I think it would be funny if I just you know stopped, stopped the podcast. Like, twist endings. I'm just... <laughs> Boop! Like, end. end it like The Sopranos? <laughs> yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Don't stop. Uh, American Beauty had one of those. I didn't see that coming. I think Carlito's Way was another great twist ending, but also a sad one. Uh, Old Boy. You ever see Old Boy? I think I remember when it came out, but I don't think I watched it. There's two versions. There's the um, original South Korean version. No. And then that one's wild. Yeah. Uh, and then there's um, the Spike Lee American version remake with I think uh, that's Josh the, Brolin. Yeah, that's, yeah. I think I've seen clips You see uh, Elizabeth Olsen is in that, too. She's got a great set of hooters. She gets all topless. But there's a weird scene, too, so I didn't, I didn't enjoy it because she was fucking her dad. Oops. <sighs> Spoiler alert. Whoopsie. <laughs> All right, a few others. I I I went off. I kind of went off on this. Uh, other great movies with unpredictable endings. Um, the Game from David Fincher, and, uh, and a lot of these movies are from my list of favorite directors yeah. too. Uh, Memento, another Nolan. Donnie Darko, uh, and that director I don't think has done anything quite as good since then. I forget his name. Atonement, which I thought was a real heart wrencher. Um. That's one with Angelina, right? No, that's uh, it's um, Kira Knightley and James McAvoy. Okay. Saoirse Ronan when she I was like very. James, I like James McAvoy. Was, I do too. Uh, okay, uh, back to when we were talking about uh, actors and their little ticks or the mm-hmm. like the, the little idiosyncrasies that they have. He's he's he yells a lot. He screams a lot. You ever notice that he's always like ah fucking screaming. <laughs> he screams a lot. I don't know what it is. He just does. Uh, there's a movie called The Man from Earth, which I thought was interesting, and I think I brought it up with you one time. It's it's the last credited like screenplay attributed to uh, Jerome Bixby, who was a longtime writer for Star Trek, the original the series. Original series. Okay. And it's called The Man from Earth, and it's about this guy who is a college professor, and he and his colleagues are at his home helping him pack up and leave because he's moving moving out of town and and uh, you know going to start a new job in another place, and so they're having a little farewell thing for him. And by the end of the movie, he has the room convinced that he is Jesus Christ. Oh, uh, yeah. No, my, my brother was just telling me about this. Yeah? Yeah. Watch it, bro. It's one of those, like, bottle movies. Yeah. It, where it, it takes it, place in one room yeah, or just outside he, of he's, the He's with room. a bunch of, like, professors. And he's yeah, like, his yeah, colleagues yeah, and yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, my brother was talking about that. Where, where it's was fantastic. That? I was at my dad's house and he was mentioning it. I, I, I've i seen that a couple different times and uh, I always always enjoy that. That's just solid writing, you know? Yeah. If, if you don't have to move from the same location and you can still captivate your audience, that's fucking solid ass like writing. 12 Angry Men type of thing? Yeah, totally. Exactly. Yeah. Just like that. Um, and then I also have uh, Frailty, uh, which I did not see the ending to that movie coming. Uh, I don't and, think I've seen that. Frailty? It's uh, Bill Paxton. With Matthew McConaughey. Nope. Well, Bill, pa- Bill Paxton is this guy who starts, he's like a mechanic, and he starts telling his sons, I see demons everywhere. They're coming to get us. We got to protect ourselves. 
And so he starts like uh, like pointing out demons, and he and his sons will go and find these people that are just doing the going on just regular with people their normal everyday lives, just murder them, and he'll scoop them up, hog tie them, take them in the back, kill them with an axe, and bury them in the backyard. And so as the two brothers grow up, and one is like fucking convinced that his dad was a fucking psycho, and his brother's a crazy asshole as well. And and then he finally gets like pulled back in. It turns out that he was also a demon, and then his brother and his and his father kill him. Because they were right. Because <laughs> they were absolutely right the whole way through the movie. And spoilers. Spoilers. I just too. fucked that up for you. But <laughs> no, I'll still watch it. You could ruin a movie for me. and I'd st- If it uh, sounds good, I'd still go watch it. And then in 2001, the ghost thriller from Nicole Kidman, The Others, was wonderful. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I know that one. Yeah. But if I had to pick uh, Jacob's Ladder as my most unpredictable ending. Okay. Sequel Wish. Yeah, Sequel Wish. I also wrote down... Re- brief I, wrote, I also wrote down Remake Wish. Sequel remake, yeah, yeah. I, I, I kind of, I'm in, I'm in both of those. I mean, I've talked about it numerous times. Twenty thousand leagues under the sea. Like if Disney, okay, if Disney wants to get off their asses, remake that. I'd be okay with that. Or if, mm. I couldn't really think of a sequel, and I'd really be like, oh, I need uh, a sequel to this. I couldn't. Uh, if I had to pick my top three sequels that I would love to see, mm-hmm. um, it would be uh, something, some kind of sequel to the Firefly or Serenity, which we okay. mentioned before. Yeah, that would be great. Uh, before they get too old, uh, Leon the Professional also deserves a sequel. But maybe the girl grows up. Matilda, and she's, yeah, yeah. she's perfect. She's well old enough to, you know, Natalie Portman is still per- perfectly capable of portraying a, a cleaner. Yeah, yeah, on film definitely. now, and that would be a wonderful, wonderful remake or not remake, but sequel. At this point, it would be fantastic because you know Jean Reno is still alive too, and He's still kicking. You know, they could they could do. He's in like a retirement home or something. No, he well, he dies. Oh, he does. Die, but he could still be like you know voices in her memories or whatever you know shit like that. Finds a tape or something. If they, yeah, like like let's say for instance they they kind of show her growing up and they, and it's like letters and stuff. He left over Matilda. Remember yeah. to do this and not this. Uh, yeah, watch your corners. Check your corners. <laughs> you know, <laughs> shit like that. I don't know. Um, <laughs> and also, I think uh, um, Shadows of the Empire always needed to be a movie. That was that story that took place between Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, where Prince Shizor, that fucking tall green uh, alien, uh, like he's like a, some kind of royalty on his okay. own planet. He he is like sort of being groomed uh, in a position that's close to the Emperor, but beneath Vader. So he has a lot of contempt for Vader, and it also tells a story about how the heroes get to uh, they set up their major plan for rescuing Han from oh, the, the gotcha. huts. Yeah, because there, there is that kind of gap. There, yeah. So. And it's and Dash Rendar is involved, you know, so <coughs> it was a great comic series, a video game, and a series of toys, and, and a novelization, and I read the novelization, and I always thought this would be a wonderful Star Wars uh, story. But you just mentioned outside that, I mean, they're making another national treasure, which I'm like, Oh, yeah, yeah, that was, that's news today. I don't care if anybody doesn't like those movies. I don't <laughs> love those movies. They're, they're fun. fine. Uh, a couple of the movies that deserve sequels. Uh, Hulk needs a fucking sequel. He needs another standalone movie. Are, are they not giving him one? No. 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 Uh, She-Hulk's getting a TV show, so that's cool. And I'm a big fan of hers. Dark City, I think, would benefit from a sequel, but doesn't need one. I don't know. I'm trying to think how they would, like... I need to get that DVD back from... Yeah, who'd you give it to? Bill, I Bill? think. Yeah. Uh, yeah, okay, so... I just want to see, like, where they go next, and if they... It would be an entirely fucking different movie too because the strangers are all dying right and 
he has the ability to control that floating city they're on, which I assume is also an interstellar craft or something. Something, yeah. Because it's, it's just flowing just through space. Is it? F- I don't know. Is or it? Is it still it in the solar system? Yeah, I don't know if it's stationary or because I mean it's by a sun. Right. So. I assume that it's probably in an ellipses Something with like that, with yeah, that yeah. sun. I, I don't know, but they keep it turned. Anyway, it would be interesting to see like if they did return to another another remnant of human civilization, and what at what point in their history they would be since they were stuck in their. Well, I feel like that guy, could, that guy could build his own planet. I as long as he has those machines. Yeah. And his yeah, I would, I would like to see where that would go. How he would evolve if he'd become tyrannical because of his like you know, you know how all great heroes and stories Bow like, down to me. yeah they become corrupted by their own power. You said Firefly earlier, and yeah, I, I can talk. I know it's the you know this is more of a TV series, but uh, yeah, um, Terra Nova. Okay, do you remember that? I do. I, that? I, I, only I one, think I watched like one, the first episode. It was one season. Wasn't uh, Scott or Spielberg Stephen produced Lang it? Lang in the show. I think so. It's been. A while. I liked it. It was just yeah. uh, like I'd like to see more of okay. that. What's that show? Uh, Falling skies with Noah Weil. That always interested me. Was that any good? Uh, I kind of. I think I watched like three, two or three seasons of it, and I kind of just went. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, just kind of re- repetitive. Yeah, you know, it's like all right. How much? It's like The Walking Dead. I kind of gave up on that. Yeah, me too. A while, After... I was just like, how much longer? Right. How much longer? Like, yeah. It's 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 always going somewhere but getting nowhere, you know. Uh District Nine always deserved didn't see I it. think Wow. I know, I didn't see it. Neil Blomkamp, watch everything of his. I remember uh, when it came out. I remember when it came out. I just I just didn't watch it. That was supposed to District be District Nine District Nine is very kind of a falling skies type of yeah. deal with that. Yeah, in a way, yeah, in totally. Is where they have to like kind of coexist with these aliens, but kind of, yeah. Towards but it's the, the people, towards the end of Falling Skies. It kind of comes in like District that. Nine. It's the people that are uh, sort of um, segregating the alien creatures because yeah. it, it's in it's in Johannesburg, where apartheid was a huge problem for even within our lifetimes. I remember, I remember like the basis of the story. Charlotte Copley is in it, and he he, he plays Wickes van der Merwe, like in, in South Africa, and he's just like real fucking sign the fucking papers. And he's like, oh fuck, Welcome like to South Africa, South Africa, yeah, South Africa. I, I, can't, I can't do that accent at all. Uh, three more that I think deserve sequels. Uh, Dread needs a sequel, the one with Carl Urban. Oh uh, yeah, I didn't see that one. That one is wonderful. I mean, I remember Judge Dread, like the first. Yeah, one. <laughs> well, I guess technically this is. That a remake, is, is a remake, but also this version needs a sequel because that one was so good. Uh, there's a movie from David Cronenberg called Eastern Promises with uh, Viggo Mortensen and Naomi Watts. Uh, and I love her, too. She's great. I love Viggo Mortensen. He's um, good in everything he does. Vincent Cassell is in this one, too, and it's uh, it's set in, uh, in Britain, uh, and they're like Russian mobsters. What time we got? Uh, we're going to have to wrap it up soon because I have to go to work in a little bit. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anyway, Eastern Promises needs a sequel. That's a great movie. And Master and Commander was uh, underrated and needs a sequel as well. The one with Russell Crowe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a fantastic movie. Uh, best death scene. I, I, <laughs> I We talked about this the other night. Yeah. I'm like, uh, I do like, I have two. Um, I think the best death scene is when Quint gets eaten by the shark and Jaws. Oh, hell so, yeah. Man, that's a great way to... Did you notice how much uh, Victor or uh, Walter Chang's death in Tremors was a lot like? Kind of like that. It was a little quick. The the shaking when he's shaking the body back and ah. forth. It's a lot like Quint's death. Like, Quint's death. It seems like it lasts forever when Quint yeah. dies because he's like and then dragged yeah. off. Um, and then the other one would it's be black, lifeless eyes. Yeah, 
like those days, uh, <laughs> would, would be uh, Judy Dench in Skyfall when she dies. Oh yeah, dies like with with just class, just classy, yeah. classy way to die. So uh, those are my two. My three favorite people that die in movies a lot are Gary Oldman, Michelle Rodriguez, and Sean Bean. Sean Bean always dies. Sean Bean dies in so much stuff. In fact, I really want to make shirts like for us for our like uh, you know for our merch with Sean Bean's face on it. It just says "Don't get too attached." <laughs> and uh, he's even actually petitioned uh, to not die in movies anymore because he would die so frequently that having him on the bill People it was like, a spoiler. Uh, yeah, yeah, like, oh, he's true. gonna die. I remember seeing when, when Game of Thrones came out. I hadn't yet read any of them. Yeah, like, and I was like, Sean Bean, he's going to die, and he's going to be a major plot point in the first season, isn't it? And someone's like, Trippetti. fuck that. How do you know that? And I'm like, watch anything with Sean Bean. Sean Bean's death in uh, that James Bond movie. Goldeneye. Goldeneye. Yeah, 006. He's like, Alec Trevelyan. He's yeah. like, for, Le- or for England, James? For England, goes, James. No, for me. <laughs> he drops him. His <laughs> uh, death in Fellowship is also just too good to, to overlook. Um, and Tommy Lee Jones in Under Siege gets like triple killed. <laughs> it like Steven Seagal like stabs him, like pokes his eye out, stabs him in the head with a giant Bowie knife, and then throws him headfirst into a computer monitor. <laughs> Overkill. Yeah, he like kills him like three times. Uh, and then also Hans Gruber. Oh yeah, of Hans course. Hans Gruber is just fantastic. Then our our, All right, our last pleasures. Our last, uh, I have and I only have one, and okay, because I felt like it was just a one one answer. Like because when I think guilty pleasure film, it's a it's a movie that you don't yeah. tell a lot of people that you like. Okay, and mine is Pretty Woman. Okay, if it's on television, I will stop what I'm doing and watch it. Uh, I I will do that with two movies. Well, oh, quite a few movies, but two I definitely stop and like like liked watching, or like watching is a uh, Deep Blue Sea. And Legends of the Fall. <laughs> Legends of the Fall, really? Yeah. Man, with the big Pitt that's and such a, uh, Anthony it's Hopkins. such a melodrama. Oh, it's long, too. Oh, it is, I know. And it's a good one to just settle in and enjoy. Because it's just so epic. And it's fucking awesome. And it's just so, so melodrama. Like when Homegirl's getting all like lifting up her hair and cutting it in the mirror and then setting up the gun and shooting herself because she had a fucking three-way with the brothers. Spoiler alert. Uh, well, not all at the same time, but those are a couple of my favorites. Deep Blue Sea is just awesome. Armageddon, I think I mentioned that one before. That one's a lot of fun. Um, I know that a couple, these are other other guilty pleasures, maybe not for me specifically, but like they're widely regarded. Yeah. Just uh, your notes. Big Trouble in Little China. Great one. Rocky Four. I think is, is, that's one I'll stop on for sure. For Rocky Four. One time I stopped on Rocky Four on Telemundo. It was on Telemundo. Ro- I, Rocky Four is the Russian one. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. I stopped on Telemundo, but it was that. It was, I didn't read. Revelation. Yeah, hearts of fire. Anyway, so fucking, I stopped on it one time when it was like in the middle of the montage, and I didn't realize the montage was so long because it comes. It does a quiet scene next where he's talking to Adrian out in the snow, and then I realized they're speaking Spanish. Because I had stopped on Telemundo, like, and, and the songs weren't in Spanish, yeah. so I'm just watching this scene, like, yeah, fuck yeah, he's like in the barn, <laughs> yeah, you know, ducking under those strings, you know, uh, what's his name's running like on yeah. the Alpine, like, he's like Jago, <laughs> <laughs> and he's fucking, you know, lifting the, the the ox cart or whatever, just, and I'm like, oh shit, this is on Telemundo. Um, Weekend at Bernie's, great, one Another and one. two, I would say, and these are also these these last 
five are also <laughs> like big guilty pleasures of mine. Uh, Ready to Rumble. Yeah, we've talked about that. I we've, love that movie. I told we, you we're, uh, that's going on the board. So WrestleMania time, right? Yeah, for WrestleMania. We'll okay, cool. Uh, Maximum Overdrive. That one's too good. Emilio. Emilio. Dante's Peak. Great movie. Uh, Con Air. And, of course, Jurassic Park 3, which I think doesn't get enough love. Yeah, it's better than 2. Uh, who directed that? Joe Johnston? Well, the third one or the yeah. second one? The, the second one was Spielberg. Did Spielberg do the second one? Yeah. Yeah, I think Joe Johnston did the third one. I think Spielberg just produced. Are there any other, like... What's another like Spielberg movie that was just like ho hum? Uh, Bridge of Spies. Yeah, you didn't like that one. No, it was boring. Tom Hanks is in it, but it was just boring. I like political thrillers. I really do. Mm-hmm. There was no thriller in that. It was just a political. Ugh. It was just boring. It was Joe Johnson for yeah. Um, did you ever? Well, what was that other? Nineteen forty one. Oh, pretty uh, bad. Munich. Yeah, nineteen forty one is bad. Munich yeah. is really good, actually. I, I think we should talk about that sometime. And that's sort of a political thriller that he managed to to do well and keep you entertained. Well, I think that's about it. Yeah, I think we got we covered all those questions. Thanks, everybody. Yeah, thanks for doing that. I hope you guys enjoyed us, kind of just yeah, sitting around just and riffing and talking and bullshit. Uh, I have to go entertain people. Mm. What are you doing tonight? Uh, I'm at the Legion. Over here? Uh, yeah, downtown? Yeah, downtown. Hmm. You can come out if you want. I just might, actually, because I... Uh, Got nothing to do? I work at 11 a.m. Oh, I'm, I'm done there at 11 p.m. So, oh, cool. Yeah. I know what I'm doing. All right, guys. Uh, peace, love, rock and roll to all you quacks out there. Our, next, that... our next movie is Johnny Got His Gun. Uh, what year is that? 1971. 1971. So take a look at that. Johnny's Got His Gun. And then uh, the week after that, we will be doing Little Giants for the Super Bowl. That's right. Uh, my name is Josh. I have been Fish. And see you later, folks. See ya. Long. Yeah. Uh, probably an hour and 20 minutes. Because right now I'm at an hour, but remember I had to stop it when we took the break.